What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. All right, shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show. Shout out to Philly. Shout out to Philly. Welcome to the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. You in here with the Bruce Wayne this ish, the King of Kings, the King of Content, and the Speaker of Truth. Yours truly, the notorious one, a.k.a. Mr. Coach Alini, better known as the prognosticator, Coach Radamus. You in the Desert Storm bunker right here with the Sea God Allah and the eight-time, eight-time demonetized champion on YouTube. And check this out. I'm getting a weird notification on my Free Agent Lifestyle channel. I don't know what they're doing over there but they definitely are doing something weird over there. I'm getting a notification over there. The Notorious channel was doing very favorably, but we are still the demonetized champion of the world YouTube style. And anyway, I'm seeing my sound effects are all messed up and uh, it doesn't matter, man. We're going to get going. I appreciate y'all for being here and they're trying to get me. Hey, listen, we got a great show today. The low standards stream. The low standard stream out here. Yes, there will be some people with some hurt feelings on this one. But I just want to let you know, towards the end of the week, I try to have some challenging, fun topics. But there will be people with some hurt feelings. But I don't intend to make people feel bad about their position or disposition on who they choose sexually. Right? Yes. But we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. There's going to be stereotypes, general generalizations. And there's going to be, we got to point out some things. We got to point out some things. And we're going to talk about, does do certain group of people have low standards? How those low standards affect you? Is, is a person telling another person they have low standards actually salami policing, as they call dick policing over here? All right, is it policing someone's salami? And does the low standards actually have long-ranging consequences on your self-esteem? And we're going to open it up for a lot of people to even put there. You can you can contribute to today's show to let us know what your opinion on this one is. All right. And we also got some great topics, man. We're going to try to get through it and hopefully YouTube will stop playing games with your brother. We got some other great topics right here. Everybody wants to be a civil rights crusader. All right. Everybody trying to be Mr. 1960s all over the place. We got the Me Too movement backfiring on women. They're getting isolated, feeling isolated in the corporate setting. We got the realities of postpartum depression. We got Tracy Ross will not throw in the towel. 30 is the new 50. And we got a great straggle in the Sniggle Theater. But do me a favor, hit the like button. And we are also going to tell you how to contribute to today's show. Dollar sign, the notorious CGA on the cash app. Demo, Coach Greg Adams TV. PayPal, paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. And that is pinned to the top of the live chat on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. And you can super chat on the notorious CGA channel. And. New, 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 new world order. Let's get to those earlier contributors to today's show while we add it. And shout out to Albert Wesker says, Coach, never getting an invite to the cookout again. No, I'm not. Nope. nope. Not going to the cookout. And I've actually, we're actually putting together a great chart of all the cities that I cannot go to. All right. There's a lot of cities where coach is simply not welcome, but some people will welcome me with open arms. And Albert Wesker says the number one cause of obesity in the United States is brothers with low standards. Because we're going to talk about that. Okay, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that because a lot of times we talk about 
you know, uh, not having 304s, but we create 304s. We got to take accountability. We also talk about women that are overweight. And all of a sudden, uh, we also will pipe down on overweight women. Now, we, this is generally. And then all of a sudden, complain about women being overweight. Yeah. We got to talk about that. You know, that, that is that, that's definitely an oxymoron. That definitely doesn't make sense. But we'll talk about fetishes as well, because fetishes do play a part in uh, sexual desire and sexual accomplishment. But uh, there's, a, there's a, a next level to it. There's a next level to it where fetishes get out of control. And you might find yourself with just somebody who just doesn't belong being selected as a mate. We have double A, Anthony Allen says, morning coach, you had me sniggling last night. I think I might have have lost a, my stomach last night at my job. Thank you for all that you do. Free agent lifestyle for life. You need to get a free agent lifestyle flag. That's actually that's actually a good idea. And uh, if you're listening to me at work this morning, make sure you have your headphones on. We don't want to get you fired. If you are working in the corporate plantation, you already know the massive amount of low hanging fruit and ugly chicks and, and men as well and overweight people that are working in corporate settings right now. I mean, just look at it. I mean, it is a rest haven for overweight people. All right. As a matter of fact, there was a funny picture that somebody sent me and it was like a therapist's office or some corporate therapist. I can't remember what it was. And they took a picture. Everybody was fat. I think it was like a government agency. I think that's what it was. It was like, I can't, I can't tell you what name of the government agency they brought, but they're probably watching me. They're probably watching me. Everybody was fat. Even the men, everybody were fat. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's where they go. They was looking, everybody was overweight. Every single employee. And we do have to, um, we do have to acknowledge. We do have to acknowledge the fact that when it comes to this, (laughs) When it comes to this, a lot of people will have a girl that comes in because, you know, corporate setting, everybody's overweight. Everybody's out of shape. You're sitting in a chair. You know what I mean? Working at your workstation where you used to be cubicles. Now they have an open workstation because they realize cubicles made human beings depressed. Okay. Didn't give them privacy. But what would happen is a semi-marginal woman will come into your corporate world and everybody will be like, did you see the new girl in the county? What's her name? Stacy, oh my God, she's gorgeous. Stacy from accounting, wow. Now you spend all day in your prison industrial, com- I mean, in your in your corporate setting, you spend all day looking at mastodons, right? You, you spend all day looking at fours and threes. And then one semi-attractive woman will come in and get a job. One semi-attractive, I mean, semi-attractive. Everybody jocking her, oh, wow. Look at her. Oh, my God. She's gorgeous. I think I'm going in. I'm going to lose my job. At the, this woman, a five at best. At best, a five. If she walked out into any other setting, all she did was not did. she All she did is didn't do the big chop. She actually kept her hair and is nice and volumey and curly. She a five. And everybody's... I think I'm a run game on her, coach. You're going to lose your job for a woman that's a five. She's the Danica Patrick of women. The Danica Patrick. Same thing, bro. She kept Danica Patrick. Everybody's like, Danica Patrick is so hot. I'm like, she's hot for a race car driver. She's hot for a female athlete. But put her against hot women. <laughs> like, stand her up against hot women. Danica Patrick's a five. 
she's hot in a racing suit. <laughs> she's hot when she takes her helmet off and her hair swings in the wind when nobody else has it. But in real life, <laughs> right? That's how y'all be doing the new hot chick on your job. Oh, my God. You in the factory. They walking her through the factory. Oh, my God. That's the new girl in human resources. Wow. Look at her. When the rest of the human resources women look like this here. All right, let's go ahead and flash it up here. The rest of the women you normally look at in human resources, this is what happens. Then they hire the new girl from Cal State Fullerton and the University of Phoenix with her her, her, her HR box in the door. Plain, plain style factory issue. Y'all be like, oh, my God, I got to have her. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, you need to get outside a little bit more. Just go get outside. Anyway, I thought I I thought I addressed that. I thought I addressed that. Shout out to uh, ACDC coach gang, coach in the game. I love y'all, but I have a bone to pick. Y'all got to stop calling football soccer, yet y'all call toss ball football. Nevertheless, go birds. Yeah, I wish, you know, the arrogance of us Americans. But we the problem is we have football already. I know soccer's older, but we have football, so we can't call soccer football. That would be madly confusing. <laughs> that would be madly confusing. Well, fo football Americano, it it's kind of confusing. It's kind of messed up. But the funny thing is, yes, football is never really kicked that much in American football. Mm. Toss ball. My man said toss ball. I've never heard it called toss ball, though. All right, but toss ball would actually be a better name. Pigskin ball. All right, we got uh, Ed, Ed and Eddie. I had a coworker who passed away on April 17th, 2023. He had an uh, $80,000 a year salary while living in the hood in Washington, D.C. I see why you say leave the community as soon as possible. But um, what did he pass away from? And what was his age? Did he get shot? Washington, D.C. No, nonetheless, we have Porsche specialist says coach came in sounding like a Decepticon. Uh oh. Mm. All right. JCD says the sound is good now. I'm glad we're on board. Daniel McGee paid the money, move on, and live the free agent lifestyle and live it for life. <laughs> hey, he was deleted. Uh oh, at 24, 80K. Dude, man, look, dude, once you get above a certain income, you got to get out of the hood. The hood. And the ghettos, the ghetto, the ghetto is not for people who are thriving. You're not going to start making money and everybody makes money and bring the hood up. I don't know what you're doing there. The ghetto, the lower income areas are for lower income areas. It's not for a specific race of people. Um, as a matter of fact, I don't know if you know about the Jewish slums. I learned it even in Italy. In Italy, the ghetto, the ghetto was where they placed the Jews. And do you know? Somebody told me this. This was as early as pre-World War. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, it was, it was pre-World War II in Italy. They had a ghetto. And that's where they put the Jewish people there. And they clocked them in. They locked them in at 9 o'clock. None of them could come out. And when they did come out, they could only come out to work. I was like, that sounds like the projects. I don't know if this gate is to keep crying out or to keep our ass in. All right? So, uh, yeah. It was really bad. At least y'all get to go out, but you can't go out too far. The Gito. Yeah, you got to get out. The Gito is not about race. The Gito is about, 
is about uh, low income. Get out of the hood. Somebody says, yep, Coach Wright. Yeah, I read about that as well. All right, so yeah, man. All right, Big Doe Butter. I'm uh, sorry, I skipped one. Crypto Keeper says, I'm not sure what kind of males would have high self-esteem with the land shark, low class, feel good, feel great on reparations in a full cart of Walmart groceries. Mm. Hey, it's all the same when the lights are off. All right, Big Doe Butter, the real problem is that everybody thinks they are more important than they really are. This is true. All right, this is true. A Jedi says, even if uh, they, uh, even if they, I'm sorry, even if BWs were skinny, they are not attractive enough. He says, look at Wayne's brothers and look at their sister. <laughs> hey, man, these people watch my show, man. You dissing Wayne brothers and the sisters. But anyway, he says, look at the brothers and the sisters and look at Denzel and look at his wife. God dang, brother. Hey, man, chill out. And then he says, look at Tupac and look at his mom. Jesus. Man, take it easy. <laughs> take it easy. You coming in a little too hard, bro. Uh, black women are going to be irate at this statement. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. Oh, my Lord. I mean, this is too early. I haven't even finished my coffee yet. Chill. Hold on for a second. Let me give you the chill. Got the chill. Hey, y'all, that was the super chat. I didn't say all that. <laughs> all right. Um, it's barbecue in there. My man already came in with violence. <laughs> Let me get, I'm going to finish these super chats and get on with the show. A Jedi. Later on in the show, we can get a little bit. We can, we can turn up the heat. Later, I'm still warming up. Joshua Moo says, yesterday, coach, I seen a Tesla with license plates that says CGA King. While I was at the liquor store in the suburbs, you in Cleveland, coach? I'm not in Cleveland, nope. but CGA King. I, I wonder I wonder what that's about, man. All right, shout out to him. And Jahan says, it's two things I ain't never seen. Is a turtle with speed and a beach I need. All right. Shout out to you. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, man. It is what it is on that one. Let me let me get this first story out of the way. Then we'll come over to PayPal super chat and whatnot. All right. Yeah. A Jedi is a barbarian this morning. All right. He came in with his hatchet. That's why you don't negotiate with the barbarian. Barbarian come in swinging. First episode. Everyone wants to be a civil rights crusader. Let's take a look at what's going on. Chicago, Chicago, the city of Compone. There's no place, there's no place, there's no place like home. All right, Chicago's burning down. They have a teenage riots, looting and whatnot. Let's take a listen to the mayor-elect and see if he's going to provide some direction for the rioters and the potential looters, or as he calls them, the protesters. Here we go. Organizing children is wrong. We have to keep them safe as well. Have you ever taught middle school? I have. Have you ever raised young people? Do you understand the risk that young people take just because they're young? Do you know that home plate is at the bottom of my stairs? I found it out when my son was sliding down those stairs trying to score. They're young. Sometimes they make silly decisions. They do. And so we have to make sure that we are investing to make sure that young people know that they are supported. Demonizing children is wrong. 
man, dude, I don't know what to tell y'all, man. This is a tragedy. This is an American tragedy. Uh, people who hide behind children, I told you, are complete cowards. And so he's saying he's using the demonizing children um, is is wrong. Right. And so he's a, he's accepting the behavior of these children and not and not doing anything about it. He's supporting it. And he's basically saying that these children are victims and they're just making dumb decisions. I don't know what to tell you, man. It's going to be difficult to parent. Uh, we know about coward parents out here. You're too busy being your child's friend instead of uh, instilling them and them uh, honor and respect. And therefore, then these parentless, these coward parents don't have control of their kids. Then their kids are out here running the streets and all of these things and being hoodlums and hoodlums for no reason, for no reason at all. This has nothing to do with a protest or any issue. But now we're going to make it an issue because everybody wants to bring back the 60s. And um, everybody wants to be some sort of crusader. Everybody's on some sort of crusade. The problem is there was a time where there was a necessity for it. Right. There would need to be great social change. But then, now I don't I don't see it as that. I see it as many people that are committing turnovers and these young children, maybe not. They don't understand that right now. Their parents probably set them up worse than the system did. But now we have these people out here trying to be crusaders and this mayor elect, as you can see here, people were very much um, very much disgusted by the previous mayor, mayor which was Lori Lightfoot. And uh, everybody thought when she lost her reelection that uh, it would be better for Chicago. And this is the new mayor. All right. This is the new mayor. As a matter of fact, let's check the headquarters of the new mayor as he was elected. Absolutely. Let's go and check it out. Yeah, the tribal circle. And then five days later, they're rioting in these streets. Man, I'm going to tell you, brother, it's in these streets. I, I think people have a complex of reliving the 60s because they missed it. I'm going to tell you what it is. People miss the 60s. Like a lot of us, I was born after the civil rights movement was good and dead. Okay, so I was born after Hugh P. Newton and the Black Panthers disbanded. I was born after Martin Luther King lost his life in Memphis, Tennessee on April 4th, um, 1968. I was born after it. And then we do have a semblance of we have this sense that we missed it. And we kind of brought it back in the 90s because all of us missed it. Now we are doing this again. As a matter of fact, I do have another brother that is going to show you. Let me go ahead and pull him up. And I know people are calling me all kind of coons and Uncle Tom's. All right. But um, it doesn't matter. Let me see. Where's that guy? The Tennessee, the Tennessee uh, uh, representative. Let me see if I can bring his ass up. What was the Tennessee representative dude's name? All right. Uh, here he is right here. I got I got him up here. Let's go ahead and pull him up. Uh, a lot of people still, I, I think you missed the 60s. And I think the, the fact that you missed it, you're trying to bring it back. For president of PSG. There are a few reasons that we're running this campaign this year. One has to do with representation. How can we represent all voices in a conversation? 
I want to do this by partnering with organizations from the Boone Democrats to the Boone Republicans. I want to bring together different voices, dissenting voices, voices that may be more liberal or more conservative, yeah. in order that we can reach a point of sort of the radical middle. Seem like the NRA and gun lobbyists might win. But oh, that was good news for us. I don't know how long this Saturday in the state of Tennessee might last. But oh, we have good news, folks. We've got good news that Sunday always comes. Justin J. Man, that shit is absolutely buffoon. I don't listen. I, you can call me what you want. That shit is buffoonery. Buffoonery. Man, who believes that shit? <laughs> like, and, and the problem is, dude, the problems is whatever you're talking about ain't fixing it at all. It's not going to fix it. So we have to get this idea of everybody kind of wants their crusade. Everybody kind of wants to be important. Everybody kind of wants to be the one that gets the lead and gets the story. Matter of fact, if you don't believe me, if you don't believe me, watch this story. If you don't believe me, I want you to watch this story. And you're going to see what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right. You're going to see what I'm talking about. There's a woman in Walmart or Target. She thinks it's a Target. Um, here's what happens to her. Let's go ahead and show you the video. Okay. Here's the video. Excuse me. Like, I need to back up or leave. Like, a shocking moment caught on camera when a Target employee punches a customer in the face after she cornered him in an office. Now, I don't know about that. I, I don't know about him, uh, her cornering him in the office. I think he's lying about that. But let's continue. You backed him into an office and you got hit in the face, unfortunately. No. You backed into a corner? Back they can choose, no, no, they can choose to do the right thing or they can choose to lash out. Hey, you were in the wrong here, just so we're I clear. held them. She says the- Now, I, I can't, based on the video I seen, I don't see her being aggressive and backing him up in the corner. All right, but let's see. The whole altercation was her way to take a stand. This is not Rosa Parks moment, dude. Now, here it is. Okay, so did you hear what she said, though? Did you hear what she said after she was punched? It looks like she was unfairly punched. But she says, this is what she says. Her way to take a stand. This is my Rosa Parks moment, dude. Don't play with me. Now that, see, that that right there, that right there is, 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 is what I'm talking about. This is my Rosa Parks moment. <sighs> I didn't see the whole video. Okay, so I didn't see the whole video. I didn't see the whole video. I don't know what she was doing. This is my Rosa Parks moment. See, this is what I'm talking about. Everybody's can't wait to be victimized by some, some situation that they might have put themselves into. Or if you're a true victim, you could just say, hey, man, I'm going to sue the pants off of you. But here we go victimized rosa parks moment what is this idea that everybody wants to be in this like i gotta be the crusade i gotta be the i gotta be the thing that sets the country on fire i gotta be the one in the history books when we can all be aware that rosa parks situation was an organized campaign to highlight the true racism of the busing industry which the montgomery bus boycott um which which the NAACP at the time targeted the Montgomery bus transit system to highlight history of racism there. All right. And they, they made and organized the Rosa Park campaign to highlight that. 
All right. So even that moment, Rosa Parks was organized. It wasn't a one-off. It wasn't a random situation like getting punched in the in the in a in a Target uh storeroom. It it's not that. So why do you think you're gonna be in the history? <laughs> she wants to be in the history book so bad. And you guys gotta stop trying to make history. Right. Stop trying to make history. Stop thinking that this one moment is going to be history because you're willing to lose your life. You're willing to lose your life out here for to be in the history books when, in fact, she could have been in the wrong. I haven't seen the whole video, but when I hear shit like that, it perks. It perks me up because you have nothing else going on in your life. And now you're like, I'm going to be in the history books. All right. uh, Sad moments, man. You guys got to really be. You guys got to really be like, have something else going on in your life. You, and understand some of your biggest moments that you celebrate are well organized and orchestrated. And, and the media was aligned with it to bring attention for their own purposes. Media don't care about you being an asshole and target getting punched. All right. Your, your moment in history is going to be organized. It's going to be part of a campaign that organizes it and, and gets the media to be showing up with the cameras Right on point. Not some random bullshit. All right. So anyway. Anyway, the Me Too movement backfiring. Here's a woman right here. Me Too movement. You guys know about it. People were scared to say the Me Too movement for a long time on YouTube. Check this out. Here's a woman's tweet. And it's getting a lot of views. Not views like CGA, but they could only wish. Her name is Rajvi. And she says, I was talking to a female friend. Oh, wow. And she was telling me how lonely it is for her to be working with only men in her team because they all maintain a respectful distance from her as they don't want to come off as creeps, not realizing it is completely isolating. Holy mackerel. These people are crazy out here, man. Listen. Wow, as the world turns with these damn victims out here, you gots to be crazy. So first of all, we're creeps just in the gym. We're creeps if we're at work. We're creeps if we talk about your hair. We're creeps if we do this. So what happened was men backed off. Men stopped having private meetings. Now they're like, it's not fair. It's not fair that these men are, uh, and as she says, a respectful distance let me highlight this just so you know the men are men are un understanding of what what is at stake and she says men are re uh, maintaining a respectful distance mm. not avoiding us they're just being distanced respectfully as to not make you feel creepy and they don't want to come off as creeps because just a little bit of uh attention will make a man come off as creeps but now they don't now she's saying men don't realize it's completely isolating. Yo, this shit is crazy, man. This is what happens when you, as they say, slippery slope. When you give one person, when you give somebody, they say, I want this. Women should be in the workplace. Everybody knew that that was going to be a disaster. Then people allowed it. What's what's good? What else can go wrong? And then shit starts going left. Oh, sexual harassment and this and that. Yeah, I mean, it was bad on both sides. Women sleeping their way up to the top. Women finding their husbands at work. But then, of course, sexual harassment. So if a woman finds her husband at work and benefits, 
and she gets a guy in middle management or senior executive, she benefited. Okay. Same thing happened to that Debbie Lee, uh, Deborah Lee and um, uh, Mr. Uh, Bobcat, Bob Johnson. She slept her way to the top and it worked out for her fine. She don't get penalized, but when it doesn't work out, the guy get penalized, he loses his job. And then there's a whole movement about the history of harassment at work. So then men adjust naturally. Okay, we won't do any of that. And they adjust to save their ass. Oh, it's not enough. Guess what? Guess what? We're isolated. This is what happens when you believe. Uh, listen, this is again about these social movements where people say, hey, all they want is to work. Just like, hey, all these gay dudes want, all they want is to marry each other. What else can go wrong? You're a, you're a, you're a historism if you don't believe in love. They just want to get married and then slippery slope. Now we're here pushing P. Okay. Same thing with this. Uh, they women just want to work and have a fair chance. Okay, they get in there. Then there's naturally sexual attractiveness, naturally flirting, naturally shit that goes wrong. Now they want you to be robots at work. So these men said, well, I'll be a robot. I won't, I won't, I won't talk to them or I'll keep a respectful distance. Now they're like, well, the old boys club is at work. They're isolating us. This is nuts. I think this is absolutely nuts. I've been a big proponent of segregation, meaning I think schools should be segregated based on gender. Okay. Have an all boys school, have an all girls school. Yeah, it would suck. You can't go to school and look at ass, but after school you can. Okay, I think the workplace is segregated as much as possible. All right, because most people can't handle it maturely because we do this ping pong game. One day it's too much harassment and too much attention. Then the next time they're isolating us. There's no happy medium. There's no happy medium. Somebody's always going to take advantage of it and they want to be a crusader and they want to be the one to complain about some shit. All right, if you can't handle it and most of us Americans you can't handle it. You're too dumb. Let's just isolate shit. Let's get to the last part, and I'm going to get to the cash apps and stuff. Somebody says, pick a struggle. Pick a struggle. Here we go, pushing P. Remember I've been telling you? Watch out, man. The slippery slope is to integrate the silent P into the alphabet community. Now, not, not this doesn't mean all alphabets support pushing P. But pushing P is going to be a thing, and there, I said eventually they're going to just add it in there or keep it silent. Candace always is always talk about the silent P. They're just going to keep it silent and say the LBG uh, plus. They're just going to say plus at the end. Now that doesn't mean all the, the letters agree with the P. But I also told you about the culture of uh, young boys, or particularly young boys, being integrated who identify themselves as uh, maybe homo global homo, as we call them, they are going to integrate themselves. They have always integrated their, their culture is surrounded by young boys, older men, young boys, older men. And Florida just put a law in saying that um, I think it was death penalty for anybody who does any sort of child abuse, child sexual abuse. One of the responses is this is an anti-gay bill. The response, one of the responses, as predicted by me, because I actually, I actually know about this because I listened to a debate regarding this. When I was in Florida, I listened to a debate on the radio in my rental car because I couldn't figure out how to change the station, right? But the debate was their community has a longstanding history and culture of 
boys in their teens with older men where they violate and blur the line of age of consent. And um, and I said the age of consent is never going to go higher than 18 because mainly that group of people have that in their culture. So Florida's aggressive calling for the death penalty automatically for some, some, some of these relationships. And that side of the community is saying this is an anti-gay bill. Crazy. You guys think this is crazy, but it's 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 what it is. OK, and I got proof. And I got proof that pushing P is going to be a thing. All right, let's go ahead and take you to the proof. Take you to take you to the proof. Take you to the proof. The slippery slope. This is what. Uh, let's see here. Let's take you to this gentleman right here. He looked a little bit creepy to me. All right, but that's neither here nor there. Let's go ahead and listen to what he's talking about. Pushing P. So do you think a twelve-year-old should be able to consent to sex with an adult? I think that um, different people mature at different rates. Everyone would agree with that. Let's ask that question again, though. Okay. If I may. Absolutely. Do you think any 12-year-old can consent to sex with an adult? It doesn't sound good, but a mature adult that understands the concept of consent. Why should we limit someone by their age? We saw the Dalai Lama, and he acted like that was an accident. It wasn't. It was him pure being out creepy. Look at this ninja right here. Did you hear what he said, bro? Did you hear what he said? They are ready to make this the next phase, and it's going to happen. You don't think it's going to happen? I'm going to take you to lawmakers discussing it here in a minute. I'm going to take you to what the House Assembly in one state is discussing, and they don't sound any different from him. Hold on. I think you think a 12-year-old can consent to sex with an adult. That's horrid. That's what we call rape. I, I can't even, I don't have words. I honestly have no words. Yeah, okay, Candace, you ain't got to say nothing on my show unless you're here live. All right. You got to be here live to get a voice on my show. All right. That's my policy for YouTube content creators. All right. Here we go. I ain't trying to promote your shit for free. Uh, let's go on to the next one. Let me show you. Let me show you. Pushing P is going to be a thing here. Let's see here. Let's take you to Missouri. Missouri, or as I call it, misery. All right, misery. There is a bill. I don't know what they're discussing, but it's going to be difficult to hear. There's a senator, Mike Moon, defends supporting 12-year-olds' right to legally marry. And let me tell you, this has nothing to do with males wanting to marry female 12-year-olds. That's the one thing I want to get out here. It has nothing to do with males wanting to marry female 12-year-olds. This is all outside of that, meaning the rainbow, the alphabet. This has nothing to do. I want you to listen. I've heard you talk about parents' rights to raise their kids how they want. In fact, I just double-checked. You voted no on making it illegal for kids to be married to adults at the age of 12 if their parents consented to it. You said, actually, that should be the law because it's the parents' right and the kids' right to decide what's best for them to be raped by an adult okay do you know any kids who have been with married marriage. at age 12 that any, was the law you, know you voted kids? not to change it do you know any kids who have been married at age 12 i i, I don't need to i do uh and guess what they're still married gentlemen i've heard you see people don't know that this is going on these things and these policies and these rules because you don't go to these you don't go to these meetings you don't go to these uh hearings and you don't you don't go to them. They're being discussed 
this stuff is being discussed and they're going to pass stuff in the next year to five years. And you're going to be like, where is this coming from? They already been doing it. They already been doing it. And no, you ain't going to be you ninjas. You dirty, nasty ninjas are not going to be able to go down to the middle school and get you a girl. It's not for you. And I've been saying that about the age of consent for a long time. People are like, they need to raise the age of consent because people think men are targeting young women. I said, they are never raise it. They'll lower it before they raise it. And I gave you my reasons why. All right. I gave you my reasons why. One of them is because they're pushing P. And it's undeniable. There's no conspiracy. We got le- we got legal representatives discussing it. We got men out here protesting it, not for the purpose of men and young women. We got senators. We got the Dalai Lama with a boy in his lap. I'm telling you, man, this is all for that. The T's and the silent P's. And they're setting it up. So when they say a kid can identify what his gender is and then make a decision, then they're also overlapping that with these 12. Look. They're also overlapping it with with discussions in houses of representations in senates. They're already discussing it. This is not this is not me jumping to conclusions. This is not me being an historism. They're already having discussions about it, and it is not about hetero. This is about the alternative lifestyles. It is. It is. It is. Somebody said, Coach called it two years ago. I've been telling y'all. I've been telling y'all, I was like, it, they'll never lower, lower the age. They'll never raise the age of consent. I was like, never. It'll, it'll always, it'll be lowered if, if it maintains the same. People think, oh, man, that's crazy. I don't think it's crazy. I know where this is going. All right. Sadly enough, CGA right again. It's right in front of y'all's faces, too. It's right in front of y'all's noses. <laughs> Woo-wee. Shout out to my man Juan Pamera says, shout out to the Manosphere's reverse Uno Grift Ninja in the building. And the ninjas out here, reverse grip ninja. Shout out to no government name BH. That's what I call him. And let me check over here on this cash app. What are we doing here? Shout out to JR and shout out to uh did I get I got him already? Okay, we got uh Mr. LT. LT is in the building. Newly divorced, your content is so spot on, bro. Free agent lifestyle for life. Uh, Men who are divorced are overwhelmingly going to understand my message loud and clear. Men who have never been married don't know what the hell I'm talking about. And they will come over here and say, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. And they have zero experience, but it's neither here nor there. But men who are divorced or going through a divorce or they're currently married and they see their marriage ending, They know exactly what I'm talking about, (laughs) right? It's undeniable, undeniable. Juco Joe is in the building. He says contributions to the sushi roll fund. Hello, divorced after 12 years of marriage. And of course, what happened? He got the, I'm not happy. (laughs) And then he says, now I'm living the free agent lifestyle. And guess who is still not happy? I'm not happy. (laughs) And who's happy? Let's give him the you. And that's you. And he says, now I got money. I got money. And junior college. He's at the JUCO. Thanks for your education here. We're giving men the men. We're giving you the lifestyle every man wants. All right. But most men won't work for it to get. Most men won't work for it to get. We're going to talk about that with you low standard having men. And it's not just the black man we're going to pick on, but we got to pick on you. <laughs> we got PayPal, love. We got several, so we're going to get through all of these. 
Neil Armstrong just confirming what a brother said on the blue chip mindset stream. I live in Jamaica too, and at 49% interest on a credit card is normal. If your income is low, the banks are just capitalizing on people. People's need to live outside of their wages. You need to be earning interest instead of paying interest. Start that business and get an emergency fund to avoid using credit cards. 49% APR, I believe, on in Jamaica on credit cards, gentlemen. Man, I need to start up. Yeah, somebody says start a CGA's payday loan for ninjas in Jamaica. J. Cool, because low-quality women can terrorize her men, her man, and make them feel less than. Women like to put on their best face when out in public and on Facebook as well. All right. I don't know if that was a con continuation of what we we're talking about. But, yeah, I always tell you guys, never judge a relationship by what you see at, at the mall or on, or on Instagram and Facebook, you know, relationship goals. Um, if you're a guy, you're walking in the mall and you see you going to the mall, you will get confirmation potentially of everything that I speak for. You'll be like or against. You'll be like, well, they look like a happy couple and they look happy. And there's a couple over there. There's not that many single people here. Well, single people ain't just strolling around the mall. Single people go into the store and get the hell out of there. You know who got to stroll around the mall? Married people, people with children. that got to go to the little play area and shit like that. Single people be in and out like a ghost. <laughs> single people go get their shit and get the hell up out of there. I know what I'm going and where I'm going. All right. I'm not trying to be. <laughs> couples got to be running around the mall and because they ain't got shit to do and they got, and they trying to do free stuff. What did I tell you about paying weak incomes? They ain't trying to, they're trying to do everything, but spend money. But what their dumbass end up doing is spend money. <laughs> yep. All right. Shit. What are we going to do this weekend? All right. We can't just sit in the house. Girlfriend's like, we're going to sit in the house again. We got to get out and do something. Okay. All right. We'll go to a concert in the park. And after they go to the concert in the park and get swindled by the food truck, by the people, the woman uh, coming around selling roses, by the $5 lemonade. All right. And then the person taking, the musician taking the tip and the, and the $8 popcorn, they realize, damn, can't do that. That wasn't as free as I thought. Okay. Then they say, let's go to the fair. They get swindled. They want to get on a ride. It's $50 for three ride tickets. And the, um, <laughs> all right. And then uh, the ride costs three tickets. One ride costs three tickets. But you can get in the fare for $2. You're like, God damn. Yep. Parking lot, $8 parking. You're like, damn, that wasn't as free as I thought. Okay. So then you go walk around the mall. All right. We'll just go walk around the mall for a few hours. Couples just strolling straggling there's five people and they walking all sideways you got to walk around they ass they walking all slow trying to go to free entertainment we'll just go to the free play area playpen area at the mall they pull up free parking they pull up free playpen area and of course they start smelling auntie ann's pretzels and shit then they got to remember oh i need a bottle of cologne or perfume she goes to sephora spends two hundred dollars in the blink of an eye now you just spent two, three, five hundred dollars when you was trying to go to the mall for free. <laughs> right? Now, all of a sudden, now your ass is broke. Damn, what happened? Ain't nothing for free. Ain't nothing for free. <laughs> yep, you smell them damn, uh, you smell them damn cookies, Mrs. Field cookies. 
you go to the movie th- man bro ain't nothing for free so then people uh that's that's what couples do they go there for free it's a trap <laughs> all right anyway yo Kaylin Ferguson says, what's up, coach? He says, I definitely believe one of the biggest problems in today's market and relationship market is that men have no standards for women. We have dropped the ball on this for sure. Yeah, because we're going to talk about what happens here. And the biggest part of the no standards argument, I'm going to reveal it and I'm going to hope to reveal it. Uh, remember to reveal it. But there's the there's a problem with the like having no standards is fine, <laughs> but there's a bigger problem. And we're going to discuss that. Newski says some men Definitely like bigger women and well hunting, but I think we magically make every woman petite. <laughs> he says men uh, wouldn't be mad at that. I'm sorry, but he says, I think if we magically made every woman petite, men wouldn't be mad at that. Okay, so yeah, we're talking about the, the fetish. And um, I don't know if I showed you guys. Um, I don't think I showed you. I think I showed my son. But there was a, there was a picture that somebody put on Twitter and they said it was a man from 1880. And they said, this is a picture of a man who was the fattest man in the world at a carnival. You know, carnival had oddities. The man was sitting in a chair in the 1880s and he was the fattest man in the world. Now, if you see the photo, that man looks like a standard man. He looks like 50% of men in America right now. So here's the thing. People will say, I like women large and curvy. The problem is that woman didn't exist and that woman didn't exist 20 years ago. If she did, she was large, like right? She was like, whoa, 20 years ago, 40 years ago. She was like, what the? But now she's a standard woman that you would date. Yeah, the dude was like 270 pounds and people paid money to go see him. I'm going to see if I can pull it up. (laughs) Let me see if I can pull the dude up. Fattest man in the world. Fattest person in the world. Oh, yeah. Okay, we got it. It's going to come up here. It's going to come up. All right, so here we go. Let's see if I can share the screen. This is the 1890s fattest man in the world right here. Now, he's fat. He definitely is fat. But you cannot tell me, you cannot go to an amusement park, you can't go to Knott's Berry Farm or Six Flags and see 50 dudes look like that. <laughs> right? This dude was labeled a freak in 1890. You, yeah, you, can, you can't tell me you go to Walmart and see people just like that. And I'm not trying to fat shame you. But look at it. Look at it. How much did he weigh? Let's see how much does it say he weighed. He was called the human freight car. The human freight car. This guy in 1890. <laughs> this dude, the human freight car. He was a freak. It says right here, freak show in the circus. World's fattest man right here. Now, the dude's probably big. I mean, he's probably tall too. So this is what we're talking about. So a guy that might say, well, I like my women big, right? That's I say that's a fetish. But... With that being said, that that woman wouldn't exist 40 years ago. If she did, she would be on the way end of the, the scale. But we date women like this now. We date them. We marry them. Sizzle says the standards are just as low as the economy is, coach. Let me get some barbecue in here. It's barbecue in there. All right, we're almost done. I got to get back to the show here. Let's see. And then uh, let's see. 
We got three more. I now do it really briefly here. Rusted Junk. Oh, my computer's being slow now. Okay, Rusted Junk says, good morning, CGA USA Today. USA Today, there's an article saying the global rice shortage possible in 2023. Uh-oh. Prices are expected to rise and remain high, according to the analysts. Free agents, go get you a bag of rice now. Junior college girls are going to be starving. Excuse me. And that's a co-sponsorship. We'll give it to you right there. Um, Yeah, it's going to be bad. But uh, we also have to discuss, because a guy's discussing this on Locals. He says there's no real inflation. Right. He's saying there's no real inflation, but inflation simply means the price goes up in comparison to what people can afford. And so he's trying to say the inflation is um, artificial, is being produced by companies being greedy. And this greed is por- forcing companies, not forcing, this greed is co- causing companies to rise the prices. And it's not that that the inflation is natural. Right. It's not that. It, so I get the argument, but it's still defined as inflation, even if they raise the prices against people's ability to support. Whether it's artificial or natural, there's still inflation. Okay. All right. Uh, Percy says, if you can't disguise, wait, if you can't distinguish a man or a woman, there is no way they will determine age. That's true, too. All right. So we've, again, slippery slope. Once you allowed one thing, once you allowed one thing, well, I identify as this. Well, the gloves are off. All I then can say is I, I identify as a teenager. Now, if you call it ridiculous, that's your problem. But now it's just as ridiculous as I thought your problem was. And that's the problem you've created. You can't just say, nah, you can't do that because I said you couldn't do what you were doing. <laughs> right. So then that's how you get ridiculous. And then I say, if I'm at a, if I identify as a teenager, you're shaming my age. I'm over here at the high school playing basketball. I'm up in here. Let me I'm up in here with my gray beard. Getting a triple-double. Dominating the game. Five assists, 18 rebounds, <laughs> right? They want to pick and choose, and that's the liberal battle. That's the liberal because they're there to create chaos. But then when you give them chaos, they can't handle it. It's a meltdown. They basically be like, what? How dare you? <laughs> Thomas Cripps, keep up the good work, coach, so I can focus on my career. So I can focus on my career. Like, how do you allow one I identify as fly. And then the other one, no, that don't fly. (laughs) Right? I don't understand that argument, but let's get back to this part of the show. I got to close up. I got to close up a lot. I got logged out. What happened? (laughs) All right, I got, I got, okay, here we go right here. Oh, I was still on pushing P. Okay, so let me, let me just close this up because I did have another thing here. I thought it got deleted, but check this out. I want you to, I, I want you to look at this. Look, look at this. Pushing P. Play the video. Hold on for a second. Hold on. Let me let me refresh the tab. Oh, they won't let me play it? Oh, here we go. LG. Uh, I want you to listen to this. I want you to listen to this. Pushing P. Pushing P. Uh, where is it? Uh, here it is right here. Play it. Play it. Play it. GBTQ pushing their agenda on the youth. There is no agenda. You're, you are speaking to the LGBT. I feel as though that's great. I feel as though I feel as though every child should be gay. Yeah, I think every single child. I'm actually on Earth. gay, and I'm studying to be a teacher right now, and I'm going to make every child in my class gay. 
Yeah, I mean, come on, man. I mean, these are just two people. They don't represent the entire LBGT. Um, and we know that uh, the Generation Z has the highest amount of women that who identify as either bisexual or gay. All right. They have the highest. It's almost like 20, 30% of them. It's, it's outrageous. It's way outrageous compared to other generations. But did you hear that? She said she's going to be a teacher and she wants all, she's going to make all. This is. How do you feel about LGBTQ pushing their agenda on the youth? There is no agenda. You're, you are speaking to the LGBT. I feel as though that's great. I feel as though, I feel as though every child should be gay. Yeah. I think every single child. I'm actually on Earth. gay, and I'm studying to be a teacher right now, and I'm going to make every child in my class gay. This is what happens when you send your daughters to college. You might want to consider not sending them to college if they don't have an intent on studying STEM. Don't let them go to college, man. It's just a waste of your time. Um, Archie Burke, the All in the Family, has been addressing that for a long time. All right, you send your kid to college, and they come out just like that. Let's get to the second part of the story here. The realities of postpartum depression. I've been warning you guys of this. I'm here to educate you, not make fun of the situation. And it is a real situation. 85% of women will experience postpartum baby blues for a period of a week or two. Many will experience postpartum depression up from 35 to 50% for, from, for, for one year up to two years. Some will experience a small minority will experience postpartum psychosis. And all of these conditions require some sort of help therapy, or whatever. And it could require medication, which is going to severely alter your relationship. Now, when I talk about it, people think I'm making fun of it, but I'm just bringing awareness to men about it because your relationship dynamics are going to change after your, your, your wife or girlfriend has a baby. Has anybody ever experienced that? Where she was cool, but then she had a baby and then everything got weird. People discount this in the relationships. You discount this. They're like, oh, my girl will never do that. And then all of a sudden, she's acting weird. Black community, your your children, your relationships don't make it past two years as a statistic. And it's mostly because the behavior of the woman changes severely. People haven't described it as postpartum depression. But many men are ran off. And first of all, you didn't marry her, so that's a problem. But many men are ran out of their relationships because of this issue. And nobody's addressing it. And now we're addressing it. Okay, here we go. Now we're addressing it. This is a woman named Cash Doll. Shout out to her. All right, Cash Doll. She's going to talk about her struggles with postpartum depression. Here we go. Angel, you said you had postpartum. Yeah. Are you still um, feeling like you're dealing with that? or mm -mm. do you? It, and it wasn't like I was just going crazy. I just didn't care for myself like that. Mm -hmm. Like I normally would. Like, you know, that's a part of our personal hygiene, getting hair and nails and yeah. Mm -hmm. That's like, that's not, a, that's normal. Like mm -hmm. I just didn't want to do nothing. Y'all, I'm talking about bushes under my arms. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's not cash dollars. That's, that's not me at all. Yes. I, was just, I was going through that and it got to a point one time I was just crying for no reason. I don't even know what I was crying for. I wasn't sad. I was just crying. Did you know it was postpartum? Yeah, I'm okay. like, I'm, this ain't me. But for the most part, Tracy tell everybody like she was good. Like she really held it down. Like he'd be hearing stories from his friends and he'd be like, my girl want nothing like that. Okay. And then so my mom, y'all had a good one. And he was there for the most part before he was just outside. thinking he was outside. <laughs> um, and you, you hear that? You hear that? So he thinking he could go outside. He thinking he could do this. And she's kind of and she's not even in a stable mental condition. Right. Postpartum depression is a mental illness. 
it's mental instability, right? And to, the hormones are just doing too much. So she knows she's out of whack. But then when he wants to operate as normal and wants to do something, she's snapping. You think you could go outside, which creates arguments, fight, division. And then she lashes out. And then, of course, if he's not sympathetic, guess whose fault? It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. All right. Somebody said that's just liberalism. But liberalism has been described in many cases as a mental instability as well. Or a lot of them do have mental illnesses to the tune of 50%. And this is diagnosed. This is diagnosed. Let's continue. Then my mom came and then my sister, she just came back like around July, August. And that's my road dog. So she she got him now. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And Tracy have him when I'm gone, when he at home. So I got a system now. That's my mom great. and my yeah. they stay yeah. right around the corner. My sister stay with me. So I got a good system. And in the really All right. And so what she's describing is it takes a village. All right. And so there has been time where in our history and culture, where we were surrounded by family and villages and people came to help other women going through this while men were outside. All right. Men went to work and there were women around to help. So she identified that. Well, my mom and my sister, which it takes a village. Not only that in our culture. Now we move away from our village. We don't have communities. We don't have villages. Everybody's kind of off on their own. So women have to deal with this oftentimes on their own. And then if you have to go outside or go to work, when you return from work, she lashes out at you. She's going to say, well, you get to go to work. That's part of postpartum depression because she's at home with the kids. And she might be at home with the kids or she might be at work missing the kids. And then she's going to say, well, you get to go to work and be on vacation. What do you think I'm doing at work? I'm working. No, you're you're enjoying your time. Meanwhile, she's then arguing, well, I do 50 percent of this and I do 80 percent of that. I got to be at work when I come home. Mm. See, these are all things that people haven't even come to a conclusion or agreement it with and most of it is because this period of time she's going through some hormonal imbalances chemical brain imbalances that is called postpartum depression and it leads to the argument about chores and all of this shit which is goofy because men do work outside of their um outside of the home significant amount of work that they never get credit for we only talk about the work inside the house. What about the work being done outside of the house by the man? It's it's ridiculous that we keep having these conversations, but it also is where it's it's the point of it is the arguments being conducted when one person's sober and she has a mental health condition. That's my point of the argument. <laughs> right? She literally has a mental health conditions, many times a crisis. She's going through a crisis, which only other women can relate to and other women can help her through. As a man, you're ill-equipped. You can't do it. And even if it's your woman, she's going to lash out at you. Trust me. She's going to lash out at you. What's the solution? Get her mentally stable and then have the discussion. But as long as she's mentally unstable, you can't have a discussion about who's doing what inside the house. Because I'm damn sure I'm doing a whole bunch of shit outside this house that I'm not getting credit for. It's crazy, but uh, it is what it is. All right, that's my take on postpartum depression. Now people are going to be mad at me, but hey, you're the one claiming it. <laughs> you're the one claiming you got it, and you're the one claiming it's real. Now let's talk about it. Tracy Ross. Tracy Ross, uh, this is a photo of her, if you don't know who she is. She is believed the daughter of Diana Ross, I believe. Uh, let's go ahead and show you a picture of Tracy Ross live in the living color. Oh, that's not her. That's not Tracy Ross. 
but that's somebody not throwing in the towel. They're telling her to throw in the towel. Let's hear what she has to say about her. Uh, I don't know how old she is. Somebody look it up. I think she's in her 50s because 30 is the new 50. <laughs> okay, 30 is the new 50. And she's going to say something that I was saying similar about myself, but it's just going to come off a little bit different. Let's pull her up. Let's pull her up right there. There she is. She has beautiful skin. All right. I'm not really attracted to her face, but I'm a skin guy. But, you know, she'd been using her skin cream, I can see. I would love a relationship that makes my life better than it is. I have no interest in being in a relationship to be in a relationship. Mm -hmm. The truth is that, like, I'm a rare breed. So, like, there might not be a match that's a rare breed for a while. I would love a relationship that makes my life better than it is. I have no interest in being in a relationship to be in a relationship. Mm -hmm. The truth is that, like, I'm a rare breed. So, like, there might not be a match that's a rare breed for a while. Uh, I, I just got to tell you, Ms. Ross, it's, it's time to throw the damn towel. It's, it's time to throw the towel. Go ahead. Um, that ship has sailed. That flight has taken off. It, it's a wrap. I, I don't want to be the Debbie Downer. I don't want to be the bearer of bad news. You're an attractive woman. I will smack. I will clap them cheeks probably once, maybe twice. Upside down, I will clap them cheeks. I will grip that soggy behind that cheek. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. And I'll probably do it in private. But we have to understand where we're at on our timeline. You're in the third quarter of life, headed to the fourth quarter. But you're in the early third quarter. It's still 10 minutes left. We just came out of halftime. It might be closer to the end of the third quarter. We might be closing in on the fourth quarter. The buzzers. Zero one point. Okay, here we go. We're in the fourth quarter. It's it. Sarapsky. Now she says, now she says something that I say. Hey, I'm a rare breed. Yes, but I still have a little bit more value to provide to someone beneath me because she is still a woman. She is a rare breed, but she's still a woman. So not many men are going to come up from, come under her. It's just what it is. It's just nature. It doesn't have to do with insecurities and being intimidated by career women. We're just not going to put up with that. What's the what's the point of being monogamous with a woman like Tracy Ross? Let's just be honest. What is the point to being monogamous with a woman like her? I mean, fun times, yes. But monogamy yields little benefit to a guy unless you're just a broke dude that thinks she's going to spend money on you, which she's not. She's not. She's looking for something else. She don't want. She don't want to be a sugar mama at this point in her life. But this is a common theme, unfortunately, with women like this. Um, and we've heard this from Mary J. Blige. We've heard this from that lady that plays Cookie, Taraji P. Henson. We've heard it from Halle Berry. We've heard it from this group of women who cannot understand this scene that it's time to throw the towel. Mm. It's just time to throw the towel. And you missed it. You missed the boat. Let's just call it. You missed it. You missed it. You got. You chose the career and all that stuff. And Hey. So I could focus on my career. We heard it from Ashanti. Ashanti saying this shit now. Janet Jackson. We're hearing it from him. And it's tomfoolery. It's tomfoolery. We got to say it what it is. It's too late. Too late. Too late, baby. Bye-bye. You missed it. 
Let's just call it what it is. Now, a person like me, similar age or slightly younger, I haven't missed the boat yet. I could still have some sort of value and somebody will come up under my wing. She will not have that. It's it's almost mission impossible. So she has to be accustomed to this. But it's a sad moment that half the people have to understand that. And you can constantly tell them, tell them until they're blue in the face. There's going to be a group of women who come in and cape. She's beautiful, coach. It don't matter if she's beautiful. <laughs> I don't understand. That that doesn't matter. And she's beautiful for her age. Yes, I, I give her all of that. But that doesn't matter. What matters, there's a whole bunch of things, other factors that are affecting this. They're still men. We're still, we're still men. She's still a woman. She's still going to want certain things from a guy and have certain expectations. Most men don't qualify for that in her mind. So that's going to meet yield less opportunities. Then you got, she got to be attracted to the guy. She's bringing in her baggage. He's bringing his, his baggage. She don't have time for the guy. She simply does not. So a guy does not going to be monogamous with a woman who he's going to fornicate with four times out of the month. It's not going to happen. She's going to be like, well, I'm just too busy. You have to understand. Well, a guy can say that and it might work. All right. He can say that to a woman. It might work. She can't say that to a man and it's going to work. That man is not sticking around. That man is not sticking around for that shit. It's, a, it's too much of a bad deal. All right. And then she stretched that shit on as long as she could. And now she's running out of time. Now, she's not the only one. 30's the new 50. Let's take it to this, um, the desirable truth. Um, here it is right here. He's going to ask these women uh, how old they are and then see what they're saying. And this is more comic relief. Um, and, and guys, if you're a guy in here going, I'll take Tracy Ross. Remember, go back and look. Go back and look at the title of this stream. Coach, you tripping. I'll take Tracy Ross. Go back and look at the title of this stream. <laughs> yes, you're one of these low standard individuals. Like you simply have no standards at all. And this is the reason why we're discussing it right now. Here we go. Uh, let's hear, hear them out. How are you ladies? 30, 32. I'm going to start this over. Would you would have predicted the ages of these women? Would you would have caught these women said she's 30 and 32. I'm going to pause it on the picture. How old are you ladies? 30. <sighs> who would have called that shit who would have said these that's a 30 and a 32 year old woman let's just start right there they ain't nowhere nowhere close to 30 and 32 they are 10 years older than they what they just said 10 years this one right here who says she's 32, she got 46 written all over her face. That There's no way in the world, bro. There's no way in the world. But let's just call it what it is. They think because they're 42 and somebody didn't look at their driver's license when they went to the corner store that they can just come out here and pull off 30 and 32. Now, as an older man, let me tell you, when I'm with 30-year-old women, she looks 22. When I'm with 30-year-old women, she looks 22. When I'm with 22-year-old women, she looks 18, right? Very rare that the woman looks 22. I'm sorry, looks 29. 29-year-olds typically look a little bit younger than 29. You'd be like, really? These women look way older than 30 and 32. They lying. They lying. Super lying. 
Everybody sees it, and why lie? And they call men liars. Let's continue. 32. Okay. Lying her ass off. 32, blink. 32, head nod, blink. Are you buying this shit? Let's go ahead and roll it back again. Hold up. Hold up. Look, how old are you? She opened her mouth. Let me come out with the answer real quick. Let me come out the answer real quick. 32. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? These women are somebody's wives. Where are they where are they wearing band at? Is that her left hand? Is that a wedding band? Is that a wedding band? <gasps> 32. Hold on for a second. Let me see if I can do it. How old are you? <gasps> 32. Lies, but let's continue. Let's let's continue with the tomfoolery. All right, here we go. At your age, do you feel like dating has become easier or harder for you? Um, it's honestly stupid. What's the difference between now and then? It's harder to meet people who have the same interests as you. Jeez, I mean, dude, this is this, ladies. Why don't y'all listen? Why don't y'all listen? I know this is gonna sound bad, and I'm critiquing them. Uh, they they're smashable. And they've realized that they've just been getting smashed and, and dunked on. They're getting they're getting their back blown out. They're getting filled up. Well, how is this not understand? At your age, your interests are going to be significantly different than a man at your age. You're claiming to be 30 and 32. A 32 or year old man is going to be at the end of his dumb phase. He's kind of probably trying to figure out life. He might be going in his career. He might be rebuilding himself. He might be still playing Call of Duty or whatever the hell. And he can get booty a, a, a bunch of different ways. He's not interested in settling down now. And that's you. If he is, he's at the peak of his career. And then he probably can go to somebody younger without less baggage. That's what Marcus Susan was talking about. And then when he does that, he's going to get all kind of criticism. Well, he's just grooming and he's a metaphile. He's not going to go for you. Because most of it, your attitude is messed up. It, let's not even talk about the looks. Your attitude is funky. You want them to give them two pieces of piece leaves, and then you want them to marry and, and commit and settle down. Our interests are different. Of course they are. Of course. It's going to be much more difficult at this age. Much more difficult. For very generally, specific uh, speaking. What else? What else does this woman got to say? Because as a woman, the older you get... The more serious you get. Exactly. That's that's exactly what I said. And by this time, a man in their age group is getting a lot of booty easier than he did 10 years ago. 10 years previously, he struggled to get booty. Now he got he makes 50K, 60, 70K, and he gets booty way easily. He don't have to put up with your goofy shit no more. You should have got him five, ten, seven years ago at best. When he was struggling and get he's struggling, get on his feet, should have kept with him, help him build, stuck around. All the good guys you pushed off, you put them in the friend zone. And now, well, we want to be more serious. We want to get serious in two weeks. I want to move in. Cause they're because their rent is due, right? Your rent's due, motherfucker. This is too damn easy. But men don't match that energy. Yep, they ready to push out babies. They ready to push out babies. Hey, it's the end of my time. My my eggs, just the last few eggs, and I'm about to freeze the last three. Mm. All right, hey man, get serious. My eggs, hey, my eggs are getting cooling. The butter's getting hard. Come on, get serious. Let's get a commitment. Let's start having these babies. 
Well, you don't want that pushed it off. That's an emergency on your part. Now we need to get serious in 10 seconds. Do you think it's because men are becoming more successful as they age and they have their pick of the little? No. They ain't never going to get it. This is why I tell you to be a free agent. They're never going to get it. You see that? They're never going to understand men. They just understand themselves. What they call it? Solipsism. They only understand themselves. There's a man out here that'll take it. There's a man out here, a real man. They'll never get it. He said grown ass kids, grown ass kids. They be in full ass denial. And what they want is a stupid guy just to fall for it. Hook, line and sinker. And they'll wait. They'll just wait. I'll wait it. I'll wait it out. And then 30, 35, 40, 42. He out there. I'll manifest him. He out there. There's one guy. They just looking for straight stupidity. And they're, just, they're not looking for the best guy. They're just waiting for the dumb one to come along. You see this shit? That's crazy. Now, it, that can't be it. I can't wait to hear what it is. I think they're becoming stupider. Yep, that's it. Yep, it's Jermaine's fault. It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's now, fault. Now, was it not stupid to wait until your 30, mid-30s to get started? That might have been stupid. <laughs> was it stupid to do what you did? Yep. Here we go. To be honest. <laughs> or do you think that they're just going for younger women? I don't think it has anything to do with age. No. I Sheesh. Sheesh. You got it right the first time. You don't think. She said, I don't think it has. To no, you should have stopped right there. I don't think. This is crazy denial. Wow. I think it's that men have discovered that they don't need to try as hard to want to win a woman's heart. Yes. That's the first thing she got right. That's the first thing you got right. And men your age don't have to try as hard. You got it right. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> so look at you now and look at you 10 years ago. Now look at the woman 10 years ago that was 10 years younger than you sitting next to you. He can get her. At 32, 35, 40, 45, he can get her. You don't have to try as hard. You guys have gave away sex, handed it out like free pancakes at IHOP on a Sunday, and now she's wondering what, what happened. What happened? Where did all the men go? <laughs> you guys are the ones giving away the free sex. All right, let's get, let's hit Here we go. And it's sad because there are a lot of women out there who will settle for that, and that's fine. We won't settle for that. Lies. You did settle for that. You won't anymore. What happened? Where did all the men go? So if you don't bring your A game, you're just really not getting it. <laughs> look at the look on her face. This look is going to be what she looks like when she's picking out cats. Yep. Somebody just said it. Two cat ladies. How many, how many cats can I own in one property? 10? Okay, I'll take 10. Yeah, they're just not getting it. You're not going to get it from me. Okay, I'm going to get it from the next one, though. And by getting it, I mean, like, even the chance to just, like, take us out on a date. Yeah, we are. Dude, you already been ran through more times in the Holland Tunnel. All right, somebody already. There's probably 10 men minimum that already got them cheeks. 10 men minimum that got them cheeks. Up to 40, possibly. Got them cheeks already. Somebody got them. And they're not here anymore. <laughs>
How old are you ladies? 30. 32. At your age, do you feel like dating has become easier or harder for you? Um, it's honestly stupid. What's the difference between now and then? It's harder to meet people who have the same interests as you. Because as a woman, the older you get, the more serious you get. But men don't match that energy. Do you think it's because men are becoming more successful as they age and they have their pick of the little? No. no. I think they're becoming stupider, to be honest. <laughs> or do you think that they're just going for younger women? I don't think it has anything to do with age. No, I think it's that men have discovered that they don't need to try as hard to want to win a woman's heart. And it's sad because there are a lot of women out there who will settle for that and that's fine we won't settle for that so if you don't bring your a game you're just really not getting it and by getting it i mean like even the chance to just like take us out on a date who wants to take these women out on a date who what who wants to take these spinsters out on a date who's looking forward i can't wait to take this woman out on a date there, there's not i I will take a 22-year-old out on a date in a jiffy, and I know what's happening. We're going to have an agreement right up front. Who's looking up like, you need to take me on a date? This put them right here, right here. Yeah, she done raised the prices. And at that age, they still don't get it. They still don't get it, bro. This is why I don't mess with women above 30 and 32, 35. 32 is a possible, and she's got to have a great personality. No attitude. None of this bullshit. You know, but mostly I would stay between that age. 28 is pushing it to me. 28 is pushing it. I stay away from this, man. Take me out. You're going to have to show me you're interested. Bye-bye. I'm out. I'm out. Goodbye. Goodbye. I've got to say goodbye. Yay, 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 yay. <laughs> All right. My gosh. That's what you guys have to deal with. And you talking about I don't pay, coach. Oh, my God. Gosh, all right, this is reprehensible behavior. Do me a favor, hit the like button in the building. And we're going to get belly deli if I don't have 1,000 likes. By the end of this commercial, we got to go ahead and take a little bathroom break or a break in general. Hit that or we're going to get belly deli. I know y'all want me to get belly deli, but we're going to get belly deli. So women, you know, we're more educated now. And Americans owe more than $1.5 trillion in student loan debt. And women reportedly hold around two-thirds of that debt. Women hold nearly two-thirds of the outstanding student debt at around $930 billion. Now, some presidential candidates are proposing solutions to fix the worsening debt problem. This proposal completely eliminates student debt in this country. I also found it interesting that 37% of women don't really understand the whole student loan payback system, but men, they understand it a little bit better. So you're going to pay for people who didn't save any money, and those of us that did the right thing get screwed. And the irony is that this is Elizabeth Warren, the woman who is getting 300000 a year for teaching one course. How do you feel about these people here who, who show up to, to show their free speech trying to censor you right now?
All right, gentlemen, it's time. We got 800 likes, man. Let's get them belly delis going right here. What really gets me is that some of y'all be scared of a little belly. Y'all, y'all see how scrum diddly um shit it look? Ooh, baby girl. Y'all scared of a little belly deli? Y'all scared of a little belly deli for what? Who told you be scared of that belly? Let it lose. Son. Let it. I know y'all see the football print. The football print go crazy. The football print go crazy. Come on. Parabola. Come on. Y equal X squared. Maybe cubed on some days. All right, man. Hit that like button and we're going to get on with the show right here. We go get on with the show. Get us to a thousand. We got uh Martin. He says, take some more of my money, coach. Thanks for being an informational and truthful source for me. I wish these churches would stop leading men astray. Yeah, I appreciate you, man. Look, man, shout out to uh shout out to the people who are the Southern Christian Pentecostal Baptist Kojic Church of Jesus Christ, the Latter-day Saints. All right, shout out to y'all, man, because y'all churches then led y'all men astray to pad their pockets by the women who contribute to the church. Y'all brothers need to contribute more money to the church. All right, just keep it with us. We'll tell you the real. A Jedi says, laughing my ass off. My bad. The struggle is real. Yes, indeed. Carter says, I didn't know if I don't know if y'all remember the conspiracy theory of Walmart being camps. He says it might just come to fruition because they just closed four of them in that very city where all the chaos is going on. Be aware. Shout out to you. Indeed. Yeah, that's it. That's it. What are they going to do with that land? Right. And now the cities are breaking down and it is what it is. He says weeks ago, you said that Farrakhan doesn't have control over the youth and the kids been on straight demon time since. Oh, oh, sorry. Let me still read it again because this is true. Weeks ago, you said that Farrakhan doesn't have control over the youth and the kids have been straight on straight demon time since I said that you was right. Shout out to Mac Tone. Okay, I said that I was just talking about that. All right, that's in, that's in Farrakhan City. Shout out to the minister. But, um, you know, he needs to be able to come out. And uh, but I think what happens is uh, uh, people look for one flaw. In a person's message. All right, we, we do this to YouTubers. We do this to politicians. We do this to religious leaders. We do it to leaders at whatever the leader is. Whatever that flaw is, what it, like we disregard the entire message with whatever flaw we can pick out. And with Farrakhan's flaw is that he's a Muslim. All right, and he identifies as a, he identifies as a follower of Islam. And so his nation of Islam is what people say, well, I like what he's saying, but he's a Muslim. <laughs> like, what did that have to do with it? Like, is he right or wrong? Is he right or wrong? And then also people will say, uh, he's saying something that I can partially agree with, but he's an anti-Semite. Like, y'all cannot, y'all will pick out one little thing and will not do it. It's, it's so dumb. It's so dumb. I like what coach is saying, but he old. Like, oh, Jesus. Is he right or wrong? Am I right or wrong? What, what is me doing? Is that a factor that contributes or does it help it? We got uh, able. So we'll shoot the message. We'll shoot down the message because we don't like the messenger. Yeah, he don't eat pork. And so now he don't eat pork. <laughs> well, I ain't giving up no pork to follow him. Is he right or wrong? Most of the time. For your circumstance, he dead on, right on the nail. 
And if you would listen to him, if the, enough people listen to him, he right on the nail. And he keeps people accountable. But then they'll be like, well, he segregates the women in his in his mosque. Oh, my Lord. Mm. Like, you guys are, I mean, come on, man. You can't have it every way. The principle of leadership goes like this. I lead, you follow. <laughs> I lead, you follow. One of the worst things about leadership is that followers think they can contribute, uh, tell the leader how to lead. The follower thinks they can tell the leader or how to lead. I get it. You should have some input. But you can't tell people to lead and then say how he should lead. You can decide to follow or not. But you can't request leadership. And then when people lead, you guys keep shooting down all the leaders. You just shoot down all the leaders. Then say that the door was no one's leading. All right, shout out to Abel Returns to Eating. He says, it's, uh, it is all about the mother. If the mom is overweight, then by epigenics, the son will desire overweight women, period. It's in the DNA. Who thinks that? Who thinks that? Who thinks that? I, I actually know this to be true. When I was a teen, when I was a teenager, um, I had a black woman tell me the exact same thing. All right. And um, I was at my friend's house. His mother was severely obese. Like she was a big woman. She was still functional, but um, she was a big woman. And I remember her. She said, and she kind of had like one of them Chicago mustaches. <laughs> All right. You know how the black them big women at church? them big women at church, because church is a rest haven for big women too. Um, the big women at church, big black women, she had a mustache and shit like this. It was just like a little fade and she lined it up. She had one of them. And I was eating. They was they was back in there with the deep fry machine frying up everything. Every time I came to their house, they was frying up shit in the deep fryer. <laughs> All right. And so what happened was they was frying up chicken fingers or whatever the hell they was frying up, wings. And she looked at me. She was like, you going to like big women. And I was like, what? She was like, I'm telling you now, you going to love big women. And I was like 17, 16. I was looking at her like, mm. I wanted me a flat back. <laughs> right? And she was like, boy, I'm telling you now. She was, you don't like big women. I'm going to tell you. I was like, mama, mama. Mm. <laughs> so. You know, they they implant that into young boys already. And let's let's let the truth be known. A lot of them big older women be letting teenage boys smash on them. <laughs> they be letting them young boys smash on them. And they be like, I wouldn't. But they always bragging when I go to the store, them young boys all be on me. All right, let's stop. ETC ready to work says, good morning, coach of the coach gang. It's not about making history. They are going for it. It's going viral to get a viral creative creating check. Wow. He says, oh, man, that's what it is. There is no bottom to it. Okay, so they're trying to get that viral check. Yeah, okay, so it's not about creating history. They just want to go viral. They want to be talked about. But going viral, I mean, you know, for a person that's gone viral several dozens of times, I've gone viral so many times, it's ridiculous, right? So um, it's not what you think. It's not what you think, but people want to be talked about for about 28 seconds. Next week, they're going to forget about you. Stop going, trying to go viral. 
I've been viral. I got videos that got 1 million, 2 million views, uh, 500,000 views on Instagram, TikTok, millions of views. I had a video on Twitter not that long ago that went viral, 7 million views up to one between one and 7 million views. It ain't what you think. It ain't what you think. You get a little bit of clout. They talk about you in the comment section. They move on to the next video. They ain't thinking about you no more. But every now and then, somebody might make a video about said viral video. Nah, whatever. If you're that bored in life, you're just trying to go viral, and you get the dopamine hit for going viral, next week, you're going to be lonely as a motherfucker. <laughs> you're going to be lonely because all the attention is going to be on something else. Not you. Mardi, coach, she got like 1000 dollars worth of groceries brought it to the cashier oh demanded it as free reparations got irate and it escalated with security oh so that's what it was so she brought <laughs> okay gosh okay so the woman who got punched if you're late to the show she she wanted a rosa parks moment but she did something stupid she brought groceries she brought a thousand dollars worth of groceries and said it's free for reparations mm. Oh, man. That's dumb. Somebody says you get a lot of a lot more negativity, too. Uh, yeah, when you go viral, most of the comments are going to be negative. All right. So that's what I understand. As a person that's went viral many times, most of the people aren't supporting your message. It's mostly negative responses to whatever the hell you just did. So or whatever the video is. And so um, like my last viral video, most of the comments were negative. Most of the views were negative. Most of the replies and responses were negative. So if you are trying to just get viral and attention, what you have to understand is once you get to the million view mark, it's going to be mostly negative attention. Hate viewers, hate watchers, people being absolutely um, uh, trashing you, trashing your appearance. So don't chase viral moments because viral mo mostly means negative attention. Ninja Snuggle says, no, coach, misery is a big incest state. Mm. Misery. Missouri is a big uh, state of sweet home Alabama, in other words. Hashim Shabazz says, the free agent lifestyle is like the movie they live. Once, you ex once you're exposed to the truth, the world looks so different. Thanks, coach. Free agent lifestyle for life. Well, it's real. Israel. Derek Eaton says, I always look at the couples in the mall and wondered how much is the dude spending? There you go right there. So you guys want relationships, but relationships are not free. Gentlemen, relationships are the most expensive thing you're going to pursue. They're not free. Now, the sex you get might seem like it's free, but it's not. Stop doing what you're doing in a relationship for three weeks. Three weeks. Gentlemen, we're here to educate you. Stop doing what you're doing in a relationship for three weeks. I guarantee you she closed them legs up. She closed them up. She's going to be on to another dude. She's going to be setting up the swing to another shit. She's going to be on your neck. It's all on conditions. Just stop doing what you're doing. Stop paying the bills. Stop paying the rent. Stop taking her outside. Stop kissing her. Don't, don't pay her no attention. Walk in the house. Walk right past her. She's going to close them legs right up. Close up shop. And you're going to realize you were paying the entire time with money, energy, attention, and time. One more thing on that, now that you bring that up. The women that you're talking to and texting and running game on, just stop for three days texting her. All the, women, all the men that think they're running game on women and texting them and messaging them, stop texting and messaging her for three days. I guarantee you she ain't going to text you back. 
The only reason she's texting back is because you keep texting her. <laughs> you giving her attention. But you think you're running game. Stop texting her for three days. That, that phone going to look dry. Your phone going to dry the hell up. This is all real. So what you're getting is response to the you're getting responses because you're meeting conditions. Relationships, you're meeting conditions. It ain't free. You're meeting conditions. If you stop for three weeks, it's a wrap. In your marriage, stop doing what you do as a husband for two months. It's a wrap. So you were paying the entire time. It is what it is. Now, we can have uh, exceptions to the rules and all of that shit. But in general, the principle stands. <laughs> Somebody said, do it. It's liberating. Do it. Stop texting all the women you're texting. Good morning, honey. Good morning, darling. Good morning, sunshine. Stop doing it. If you had, let's just say you're texting 10 women because we all text multiple women. Stop texting them. One or two will keep texting you. The rest of them will completely stop. <laughs> right. They will not go. And at best, maybe a couple of weeks later, they might say, hey, how, how, how are you doing? Just checking on you. The, the majority of them will stop responding. And that's just what it is. So you're the fool. When you realize it, you're the one paying with money, energy, attention, or time. <laughs> Not my girl, coach. Okay. Yep. And yeah, the ones keep texting you are going to be the ugliest one in your rotation or the most marginal one or the not the one that's not exceptional. Like she's good. She's a good one. She's a good one. That's the one you focus in on. She kind of may be plain or non-exceptional or just run of the mill stock factory issue. She's going to keep texting you. The ones that are up, oh, I got one on the hook. She going to be, she going to skedaddle. The average at best, <laughs> right? So you're paying whether you want to admit it or not. Let's get the straggle and sniggle theater. Uh, we got a great one. Anyway, Straggle and Sniggle Theater, we're going to go with the hit and run Veronica or Vanessa, if you will. Let's take it to this bit of accountability. Wow, what a good woman she is. Take a look. Uh, she's caused all kind of collateral damage here. She must not have a driver's license. She must be driving on a DUI or, or she might have warrants. Let's take a look. <laughs> Hey, Vanessa, what are you doing, Vanessa? And these are girls that you guys are jocking. I'm getting it for free. I'm talking to her. I'm hitting it. She got I got a baddie. And she's another spandex wearing chick with long hair. Regular stock factory. And look at the look at what she's probably caused driving a BMW 5 Series, outdated severely. Of course, I have one of these with a look at the um, look at the gas cap. It ain't even matching her vehicle. God dang. Mm. All right, low budget 304. Well, man, she ain't even taking responsibility here. And uh he said you need a ride, and she ran. Are you serious? Latina chick here. She's gonna be a gordita for sure. What city is this? Somebody said in the waitress. <laughs> what city is this? Yeah, that BMW out of warranty. All right, she gone, man. Oh, a lot of man, what city is this? 
AKC. This might be Denver or something. There she goes. Oh, we got a runner. Look, everybody getting out. Oh, 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 you want to ride? Thank you. For real, let's go. For real, let's go, Holmes. For real, let's go, Holmes. <laughs> right? You, you going to take me to get away? Look at her. Warrants and shit. No, I'm just fucking joking. Why are you leaving? <laughs> she out, bro. She like, wait. Yeah, this guy, somebody said Gallup, you met New Mexico. This definitely is New Mexico. This is a New Mexico chick for sure. All right. She definitely got methamphetamines in her bag. Her her boyfriend is an MMA fighter. You know what I mean? Their boyfriend's an MMA fighter in New Mexico. Oh, to go on that fast. Oh no, man. Look, watch who you guys are jocking out here. That would be a simple girl that you would go run Mac on and look at her. She gone. She's skedaddling. I guarantee you she got some warrants. Yeah, she got some warrants going on. <laughs> oh, man. She's just going to leave the scene of a crime like that. Terrible, terrible. That's Dragon Snickle Theater. That was a short. Yep, broke. She ain't got no, she ain't got no insurance. So now she out. Hey, let's get to this guy right here. Is this uh, the new Derek Jackson? We got the new Derek Jackson here. He goes by the $220-something million quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, let's go ahead and take you to the new Derek Jackson. And what do you think of Jalen Hurts? There he is right there. Shout out to our boy Jalen. Super Bowl, not a winning Super Bowl quarterback, but he at least got his team to the Super Bowl. Great regular season, 15-1. and one. Let's take a look at this video that he just put out after he signed his contract. Take a look at him. Boy, he's a handsome guy. Pause. Let's hear it. Letter, love letter to black women. Love letter to black women. He got his hair lined up. He got his eyebrows did. He got the fresh lineup of the goatee. Love letter to black women. Eagles fly. Eagles fly. <laughs> Dear black women, thank you. Thank you for being you, for showing up the way that you do, for being trailblazers, for being loving, for being resilient. We see you, I see you, and I appreciate you. Much love. My Lord, have mercy. I, I I don't even know what to say, gentlemen. I don't even know. Yeah, I, I think. Niggas always gotta show they <laughs> this is definitely a moment here. Niggas always gotta show they this is bad. This is bad. And of course, the sisters are eating it up. All I see is this. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's not much more to add to this pandering. We're just going to have to call him a panda bear. And now here's the thing, Jalen, what you might not understand is forever. You're going to have to be with a black woman, but not just any black woman. 
You can't get you a light-skinned, caramel-kisses-complected woman. You can't get you a baddie with a tapered waist and a flared-out buttocks. You can't get you a skinny girl. You're going to have to get you a mastodon, sir. You're going to have to get a girl that's black, blacker than a trillion midnights. You can't barely get no damn uh, mocha, caramel mocha. You're going to have to get you a natural hair. Big old Angie Stone looking black woman. That's what you're going to have to get because you have to. This is what you did, sir. You're going to have to get you a black sister. I love you and I never try to hurt you. Yeah, you're going to have to get you a mammy. You're going to have to get you a two shoes mammy. You're going to have to get you a woman from Philadelphia. Mm. <laughs> right. You're going to have to get you a big. Sister, a big boned Jill Scott, softy, cushy, gushy sister. You can't get you a, a tight model, Instagram model looking sister. You're going to have to go to Chi-Town. <laughs> he said a Mark Henry lookalike. You set yourself up for failure. Now, Jalen Hurts, I'm just as a, you're a young brother here, and I do advise NFL, y'all need to bring me in. Major League Baseball, bring me in. Shout out to the new. Las Vegas A's, by the way. I might jump on the bandwagon. Las Vegas A's officially. Major League Baseball, bring me in. Who else needs to bring me in? Major National Basketball Association, bring me in. Here's the deal. This is what you ain't going to do, sir. What you ain't going to do is get caught with a white woman. Now, you just swore off white women for the rest of your life, sir. Not only that, you sworn off Puerto Ricans. You swore off mass, uh uh you swore it off Maria Maria. You can't never be caught dead with a white girl. If you pull a Michael uh B. Jordan, let me pull up Michael B. Jordan on that boat. Michael B. Jordan. You can't even fornicate if you're caught on video. Let me see if I could get Michael B. Jordan on that boat with all them flatbacks. Okay, let me see if I could get it up. Yeah, here it is right here. Hold on for a second. Let me see if I could get it up. Pause. If you're caught dead after all this panda bear shit on a boat like this, your ass is grass. Your ass is grass. Black women ain't never going to let you forget. Uh, get. If you get caught out like the king and you get a white woman, Pressing charges on you, you you gonna get abandoned. They gonna throw you under the bus. They gonna look, look at Michael B. Jordan. He was like, "Yeah, man. The only way I can get me some flatbacks is to take them flatbacks all the way off the damn land. I gotta be in the middle of the ocean where flatbacks love mermaids. Not a sister to be seen. Not a caramel sister. Not a butter pecan. Not a caramel mocha." Not a mocha choco latte, not a black, dark, 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 deep, dark from the deepest, darkest Africa. Not a black one, not a chocolate, not a Hershey kiss, mm. not a cur. <laughs> you ain't got what on there. You got all vanilla and a little bit of fake tans out there. All flat back, soggy booties out there. That's what you got. Hey, Jayla Hurst, you just realized, I don't think you realized the, 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 the grave you just dug, sir. Coming out here pandering for the bag. See, you're going to get the bag, sir. Let's put your ass back up there. You're going to get the bag. You're going to get a good black woman bag. You're going to sell some jerseys now. You're going to sell some jerseys. But 
you just dug a hole, sir. And Jalen Hurts looked half white. <laughs> he looked half white. Let me see what his mama look like. Don't let me do no damn investigation. You done, sir. You done forever. You're going to be dealing with uh, Jill Scott's and Angie Stones from here on out. <laughs> and Lizzo's. Right? You're going to be dealing with Lizzo's. All right, let me see if he half black. Okay, he's just a light skin. He's just a light skin. Where's mama at? Yeah, he's just a light skin. All right, where's he from? He ain't, he, ain't half, he ain't half white. His mama. You know, he's one of these Negroes that's going to think he getting a reparation check. Sir, you're about 50% black at best. Maybe 70. You're about 70% black. You ain't getting no check. You brothers that's out here thinking y'all getting a reparations check, do your 23andMe. And then when it comes back, you're about 80%, maybe less than black. Have you ever seen Africans? You ain't black. They black. They full black. All of us mixed. <laughs> All of us are mixed. Some of y'all really, really dark, though. Y'all full black. Some of y'all ain't got no mixing, y'all. But we all mixed. Jalen Hurts is like 70% black. And he out here panda bearing. All right, shout out to him, though. Hey, man, go get your bag, bro. Go get your bag. And uh, you know how you do it, man. You just stay in the hotel. Let the girl come up. You know what I mean? If you want you a flat back for the evening, Jalen, if you want you a flat back, let the girl come up the elevator, meet you at the suite. You do what you do, but do not let her bring a phone up there. And no, you cannot take one to dinner. No flat backs, no Puerto Ricans, no Latinas, no Colombianas, no Brazilians, no Afro Latinas. They don't count. No women from uh, Dominican Republic. You, you only dating black women from the rest of your life. I hope you know. No Native Americans, no butter pecans, nothing. All black, black chocolatey sisters from here on out. But get that check. My man said, my man said. I'm red, yep. man. Only black, sir. And they got to be real black women. Real. All right. Shout out to him on that one. Uh, here we go. We got, I, ha I, I had a thing on Derek Jackson, but um, there was a tweet that kind of went viral, but I believe it's an old tweet. So unfortunately for him, that old tweet's going viral and people think he currently tw tweeted it. But I don't think it's a current tweet or he deleted it because I checked his Twitter and um, it's going around and everybody thinks he's still trying to be in the pander game. But I think it was a lie. So we're not going to show it. We're just going to say Jalen Hurts is going to fill in the role. But we do have to be careful out here, gentlemen. Let me show you something. Apparently, and I've been talking about this. Apparently, the AI women are going to be flooding Instagram. We told you that there was going to that there were men on Reddit who were fooled into paying for nudes of an AI woman produced by a company. Men paid. We also showed you potential AI images of women. And now here's an entire page of AI artificial women. Here it is right here. This is a PC. For the friend, welcome to the world where your imagination is the limit with beautiful images generated by AI. We in trouble, gentlemen. Because we don't even have no salami discipline at all. But check this out. Any of you guys have money. Now, as we know, most women can't. It's hard pressed to find women like this at all. Right. But here you got a full gallery portfolio now of people creating images 
AI. This is going to be problematic. And somebody had a great meme and they were saying, um, you know, how people thought AI would take over. And it was basically, you know, some sort of apocalyptic scene of uh, robots taking over. But then they said how AIs will really take over. And it was women. <laughs> it was photos of AI women. So, you know, it's not going to be the robot AI apocalypse that gets us. It's going to be pictures of women that gets us and cleans out many men's pockets. So this is kind of where we're headed here. And um, somebody says, not one thick chick, not one thick chick. If they're, if they are, uh, if you understand Greek gods, not Greek gods, Roman culture, Roman culture, many of them had statue statues and um, statues made of each other, right? It was common that somebody would make a sculpture of someone that represented someone. But do you know that those sculptures were made in the ideal form of the individual? Like it was idealized. So even the sculptures don't look like how the person looked like. The sculpture, the, the guy was bigger, mus more muscular and stronger. The woman uh, was more curvaceous in the, the ideal image of the woman. And even the facial features didn't even represent what the person looked like. So that's where we're going today. And it shows you that men still have standards, but who you fornicate with and who you get and who you marry are two different things. There's still the idealistic version of the woman that still will be successful. So none of these have what people would say, oh, I, I like women like this. There's none. They're all idyllic version of what men across cultures would like. And they're all in shape, fit, feminine, and guess what? Young. The idyllic version of the women is there. And these are going to be the most successful images. Not somebody who's big, fat, old, and the things that people say they prefer. It ain't that. All right, so let me uh, stop right there. But be ready, man. Guard your wallet. <laughs> Guard your wallet. There's going to be guys that are going to be out here that are ready to pass that wallet out. Let's get to the alternative support, and then we'll get to the main event topic where we're going to hurt some feelings. Some feelings are going to get hurt. Somebody says, where's the AI bonnet? Not present, right? You don't have any bonnets. You don't have, uh, but but it is dangerous because then women, uh, sorry for the ladies. The ladies are going to have a problem with this as well because you're going to say beauty standards again. You're going to be going against beauty standards. Oh, we can't compete because the AI girls, but I'm not going to care. It's not my fight. We have, we have, Eugene M says, snuck away from my desk for five minutes to send a super chat and we'll catch the live stream tonight. Shout out to the coach gang. Thank you, Eugene. Okay. Uh, Garrett says, I have a very reliable source here in Hollywood that claims she is reading Rainbow. They witnessed events in her home. Could be a false alligator, but it adds up to me. I got to go back and think about who you were talking about. Somebody was reading Rainbow. Oh, they hold it for a second. Oh, I think you're talking about, I, I, oh, you're talking about, well, I can't call her out, but you're talking talk about somebody related to Diana Ross. All right, so. Mm. <laughs> all right. um, That wouldn't surprise me, but I'm not here to call her out. That's who you're talking about. That's who you're talking about. Wow. Would that, would that, would that be a, a surprise to people? Would that be a surprise to somebody? All right, shout out to no government name. CGA is right. 
but him go to the junior college. It is a divesting grifter. Yes, exactly. See? Yeah. It's not about my message. Have you noticed that? All right. It's all about oh, this guy's hurt, bitter, gay. He a divester. He go to the junior college. He like white women. <laughs> but am I right? Yo, Coach, Elow Pocket says, he says, got myself up and that's you t-shirt out here. Let's get it. And that's you. He says, uh, have a good weekend, Coachy. He says, can you take me out? Gray dress, chick style. Oh, I see what you like. All right, you like saddlebags. Hey, who doesn't like a little something to grab on to? I am not mad that you teenagers don't find me hot. I understand that this is not the desirable body type in your age group. But in my age group, I'm decent. And in your dad's age group, I'm a fucking 10, baby. Yeah, she a 10, baby. And guess who she got? Guess who she got, brother? Hey, we like what we like. We like that. You know what I mean? We, we like big butts and we can't not lie. <laughs> he said, yeah, the teenagers. Why is she making videos about teenagers? Like if I got up here, hi, teenagers. <laughs> I know you teenage girls don't find me hot, but I got money. If I made that video, <laughs> Eric says, Eric S says, shout out to the coach of the coach game, just showing support to the show in the message. Thank you, brother, man, for the support. <laughs> but she out there, oh, our teenage boys. What? What? We're going we gonna to discover something real bad at a certain point. And then we got a couple more. We got one more on the PayPal. Then I get over to the Super Chats. It's Mr. Daley. He says, Coach, brother coach, appreciate your work. Question, why are the churches marrying men to non-white aren't, I believe? Why are the churches marrying men to non-virgin girls? Okay, why are they? Because when I read the great book, God over and over warned men not to marry non-virgins or whorish women. Actually, if you read more into it, it is considered disrespectful to God and yourself to marry non-virgins. Have we been lied to? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. But listen. <laughs> listen, the church can only do so much. They can only perform so many miracles. Jesus can only turn so many, so many waters into wine. So uh, much, much of the church, and of course the black church, gets a lot of criticism um, as such because... The black church is more about theatrics than it is the actual message. All right. If you go to many black churches, they will only talk for like 15, 20 minutes, but they got to do the testimonies and they got to do the, uh, the, the service where they, what, what's the part of the service where they praise and worship. They got to witness and dance. And then the guy comes up there for 15 minutes, actually gives an actual message for 15 minutes. All right. But much of it is about the actresses and shows and performances. Some of your best actors, and entertainers, singers, and rappers came from the church. Change for the church. So it, it's um it's a show. And the earliest renditions of the church, especially in the black church, many of the people could not even read. Many of the people, the parishioners, could not even read. Many of the earliest leaders of the church could not even read what the Bible said. If you study your history. Many of these preachers were appointed leaders by plantation owners and industrial revolution-based employees. 
And even you've seen this all the way up until the 90s with the Reverend Jesse Jacksons and Martin Luther Kings and Al Sharptons. These people were charlatans appointed by political leaders and plantation owners and industry workers and such and forth. Such, but, but, but people don't want to talk about that. And I don't want to hurt any feelings. But these were your earliest leaders, and many of them did not even read what the hell was in there. All right, but that's neither here nor there. That's neither here nor there, but that's kind of what leads into the next part of it is that in order to make money and support their endeavors, they have to pander to certain parishioners who they couldn't control their behavior anymore. Shame has been eliminated. Thus, the, the black church is made up of 70% women, 30% men. Just like the political arena, 60% of the voters population are women. So you got you to gotta, you gotta pander to them. And if they choose to interpret the scripture to justify their heathenist, heathenist behaviors, well, that's what they're going to do. And now you can't reel it back in. So now when people will say, well, Lord, well, the Lord said that, but the Lord loves everyone. As a matter of fact, I don't interpret the Bible or Lord like that at all. The Lord is a vengeful God. Hellfire and brimstone. The Lord judges and there will be a day of judgment. Thus, you would be decided if you were a believer to go to heaven or to hell. That's kind of how I do it. And the Lord does love, but the Lord probably loves those who follow. But it is what it is. Yeah, God done flooded the earth. So, so um, I, I think a lot of it is just theatrics. It's just theatrics. And so there's no more people held accountable. And people don't want to be held accountable. And they don't. And so then you get you don't have to be a virgin and you get people, uh, you, you get males that you just get, you just get all kind of foolishness. It's just foolishness at this point, but it's sad for the people who want to support the church because you got to, got to make a tough decision to even deal with this. Somebody said we need another flood. Yeah. I mean, you even got to the point where I know clearly it says there's no reading rainbow. All right. Then there's people like reading rainbows completely a thing there and you're like boy i listen i would not be a part of a church like that because they're just pandering they're pandering and the church has lost its power they lost their power exactly on april 2020 they lost all their power on that day on that month and year april 2020th you saw exactly who the church was <laughs> right because that at that moment at that moment, they bow down to the state, and it's a wrap. I mean, it was a wrap. When the state told them to close their church, done. And they closed it, wrap. Okay, there's no, they had no leg to stand on, and the reason why they had to comply is because they would lose their taxes and status, and their cash grab will be gone, all right? And so they were like, well, we got to listen to the state, wrap. And I said that back in 2020. I said, I haven't, this is not new. I said that back then on the day. I was like, if the church listens, it's a wrap. And they listened and I was like, they're forever gone. They're gone. They cannot ever hold any position of power or authority. The, the last bits they held were gone on that day. <laughs> when they had church services outside, I was like, please. All right. Or they did it telecom, but they did it on the internet. And please. Please. I mean, there was a separation of church and state for, for that very reason. State was not supposed to have control of the church. So if you are a proponent of the church and you, you saw that happen, 
they lost all their power at that point. So there's no coming back from that. Yep, that 501c3 status was about to get revoked, and they had to Zoom their coaching sessions. I mean, their church sessions. They lost. <laughs> they hold no authority any mouth. All right, let me see if there's super chats, and then we're going to get on to the main event topic. Derek Eaton, did I get you? Oh, no, I got you. Young Viking says, WWs, age like spoiled milk, not all, but at least their recreational use, their recreational use, another form on a slow Tuesday. Yeah, there's still value there. Somebody says the synagogue didn't close. <laughs> I don't even know. Did they? If that's the case, that's the case. All right, but uh, yeah. But he says, uh, WWE's age like spoiled but at least they're recreational material. Yeah, that's very common theme that we do see. Their, their margin for, for looking good at an advanced age is very low. And that's just the reality of it. And it's the lack of melanin. They don't have, it's not that they have zero. They just have very little. And if they are exposed to the sun, it's a rapsky. And they tend to, they tend to expose themselves to the sun in an effort to look better and have their skin look healthier. So it doesn't even matter how they can be a dark complex, they can be a dark complected olive skin white woman, but they'll expose themselves to the sun and get sunburned and suntans and go to tanning salons. That's gonna make you age worse. It makes you age worse when you do that. Because it exposes it exposes the areas that don't get sun, like cracks, crow's feet, mouth frowns, you know, any any wrinkles. So if you've actually been darkening your skin uh, artificially, and then your skin starts to be weather beaten or starts to age, it actually makes your skin look goofier. But you have to tell if you have white daughters and they're in their teens going into the twenties, tell them to not tan their skin. Do what Asian women do and avoid the sunlight altogether. Carry an umbrella and put gloves all in. But white folks be out there putting putting sun on the back of their neck, right? And then they got red patches and blotches, orange skin on their chest. I mean, that's not going to be good for age. That's not going to be good for aging. So you want to avoid the sun if you lack significant melanin. Avoid it at all costs. Yeah, you're going to look white like the moon, but you don't want to be exposing yourself to that. Okay. Carry umbrellas. They used to do, oh, uh, the, the idyllic Victorian woman did that exact same thing. Um, so in, in past times and even in the Old West, even in the Old West, drunk history by CGA. Are you ready? Even in the Old West, when white folks moved and removed all the Mexicans and Indians, <laughs> when they came to places like Arizona, California, Nevada, New Mexico, they wore full clothing head to toe, head to toe in hot ass weather, hot weather, bro, hot ass weather. The image of the undertaker in the old West is an image of a guy that was in Arizona tombstone, if you will, cowboys, they wore full clothing, cover everything because how they would be exposed to the skin. The hat was to protect the face. They wore clothes, neckties, dark clothes that attracted the sun, but reflected the heat off of them, reflected the sun off of them. Clothes up to here to there, and they in 100-degree weather. Covered from head to toe. Women in Victoria age 
carry their umbrellas and wore gloves to protect themselves against the sun. And they have. Bruh. But now we do the exact opposite. We go out there and burn ourselves to death and expose it. And you got farmers tans and all kind of stuff. We get in too much sun. Shout out to the bonnet queens out there. But yeah, we go on opposite and then we age poorly. And then we use miracles of modern science to protect ourselves um, by, by disguising our age. And then that woman comes out. She says she's 32 and she's really 47. Okay. It's crazy. So yeah, somebody you head to toe is how you're supposed to be in the sun. Head to toe. <laughs> right? Even if you dark, now you get some vitamin D, but you know, uh, and then when you're getting vitamin D, you actually got to do it without sunglasses. You got to let it get all into your system here. But when you lack melanin, that is a significant disadvantage. Significant. All right, what are we doing here? Drunk History by CGA. Roberto Moreno, shout out to the GOAT. CGA, thank you, man. Trevor says, my mom is 58, and she's still delusional about meeting the one shaking my head. I didn't have the heart to break it to her. Anybody that have older mothers, older single mothers, there might be in their 50s, 60s, and 70s, and you still hear, what did I say? Pause. I have to say pause. You still hear them say they're looking to get married. Do you have any mothers or grandmothers that talk like that? That is crazy to me. To me, that is insane. Well, I'm still... I'm still thinking about getting married. And you're like, I'm sorry, mama, you ain't getting married. I think you need to set your expectations to never get married. It ain't happening. I don't even know why you would want to do that, but you're a woman. Most of them never been married. They be 50, 51, 60, 65, 70, 76. Well, you know, it's still my, I, I still have a dream to get married. <laughs> You'd be lucky if the guy got teeth. If you marry a guy, the guy won't even have a full set of chompers. <laughs> Talking about. <laughs> Ma'am, I'm sorry. Hang that shit up. And if you do, you're going to be pissing in your pants. He will be too. And you'll marry. It'll make a nice nursing home moment. And y'all be warming up for death at that particular point. So I don't know what. This shit is not going to be a romantic story. It will be nice and cute. But shit is going to look ugly. Mm. <laughs> I'll be, we'll be delivering pull-up diapers to you. As a wedding gift. Roberto Moreno, I know Christian McCaffrey doesn't watch your show, but how you see his marriage with Olivia Copo going, my apologies if you've already talked about it. I did. He's in trouble. Christian McCaffrey, run. You're a runner. Get away from that one. That's going to be bad. Let's talk about the low standards main event topic here. I don't have the main event. What happened to, oh, I updated my stream deck this morning. Some of my sound effects are gone. Terrible. All right, but let's get to it. The low standard stream. Who has them and not? I'm, I'm sorry, who has them and why? So we talk about black men and their low standards, but we're going to look at this across the board. 
And there's going to be a big thing about the standards conversation that we all miss out on, right? There's a big thing about standards that um, that never really gets discussed because we can say black men are big sims. We can say Indian men, Indian men, super sim. We're going to show you some articles that people have written to address. We can say Mexican guys, oh, they'll hit anything. We can say white dudes. White dudes are the cream of the crop, but they sometimes with low self-esteem settle down or they'll never deal with women that minorities have to deal with. We can say all of this stuff. We can say all of this stuff, but there's one big thing about low standards that people don't talk about. And I'm going to put the nail in the coffin with it. And it's somewhat easy. Now, first of all, when you think low standards, you think I'm talking about looks. You think I'm talking about looks. Well, I am talking about looks, but not looks exclusively, not looks alone. See, there's more to this conversation about low standards. And I'm going to give you several areas, four areas of where a woman you selected has low stand is a considered low standard. Now, ladies, you can have this conversation about men all day long. We're not going to have it here. You can make your YouTube video in response to this if you like and discuss it on the men's side. We're not going to do it here. I don't do the what about when men do here. But check this out. It's not just looks. It's attitude and disposition. What is their attitude? What type of attitude is that person giving back to you? What is their disposition towards you? What do they say about you in public? How do they treat you in public? Do they honor you? Do they disgrace you? Do they embarrass you? Do you try to get them to change their disposition because you can offer them a better situation? And they say, well, you ain't ninja, right? Their, their attitude and disposition has to do with their, their standard, your standard in picking them. So she could be attractive or semi-attractive, but you still pick her with a badass attitude and disposition. She's combative. She's challenging you. That's a big deal when it comes to standards. So it's not just based on looks alone. But we sometimes give a woman a pass based on their looks and their attitude and disposition is despicable. What about this? Their social status. Where do they line up in social status? So you might say, I have a preference for this. And the preference will be based on the looks. And you will say, well, the looks of the general society are based on standards that are unachievable by my preference but their social status is very low. And you choose it anyway based on your fetish or your desire sexually, your preference. To me, that makes a deal. That makes a big deal in the standard of the woman you select. Now, I don't want to get into the conversation about dick policing and all of that stuff, but based on evolution, evolution works like this. Survival of the fittest. Survival of the fittest. Many of the behaviors that men uh, complain about, cry about, they also reward the woman for having that behavior. So in the evolutionary principle, survival of the fittest, whatever behavior or trait exists and it's rewarded, it will continue to exist and be multiplied. So if you hate attitude and poor dispositions, if you hate struggle bitches, if you hate poor mindset people, if you hate poverty and poor social status people and you continue to procreate with it and create more, that is not getting rid of the trait. It actually magnifies the trait. Then you go and complain about it all the time. Black women fat, black women bad, bore attitudes, but you continue to mate and create with them. That's because you got low standards. If you actually did not procreate with them and you had a little bit of discipline and you had standards, you would actually eliminate that trait. You would eliminate any woman that actually would consider that trait because she would see she wouldn't be having that trait rewarded. 
But when she has the trait rewarded, she will continue it. She has no means to change the trait. If she's a low achieving individual, if she's a leech, a parasite of any race, and she continues to be a victim under a low social status, a low social class, guess what? You just rewarded the behavior and you procreated. Who do you think the child is going to become? Exactly that. Then that child procreates. Exactly that. That's a low standard. That's low standard. Mm. So it's not just based on looks. It's who you have as the person. Not only that. Not only that. Their financial position. What is their financial objective of life? What do they see themselves doing? You reward low value, low people because her booty's fat and she's thick. Or she fell down the rung interracially. Interracially. She couldn't qualify because her financial and social status was so poor. Her looks were considered poor in a different racial class, but she failed to you. You went to Thailand and got you a tattooed up fat Thailand chick that nobody wants. And you procreated with them, married them or whatever you did because she had a fat booty. Guess what's going to happen? They're going to create people that you complain about. This is called low standards. This is called low standards. Now, let's just talk about this and get this out of the way. Fetish and sex. Now, there's people who have fetishes. And they will use these fetishes or explore them. But you will never see them in public. You will never see that fetish exhibit itself in public. So you might be a little bit, uh, have a kink. You might have a desire. You might have a preference for the bedroom. And you might explore that, but you will never make it public. That's different. That is different. And I don't mind people with their fetishes and kinks. But some people have kinks that they cannot make public. We as men, many times black men, have a fetish for a certain type of woman, certain type of look. And we might just pass it off as, um, you know, this is what I prefer. It's not a preference because this is a is this a preference of what you want your wife to look like? Is this a preference of what you would want the person who represents you looks like? Most of the time, it is not. You wouldn't wife that woman up. You wouldn't present her in public. Many times, you would probably be reluctant to appear in public with the woman. However, you'd be sleeping with the woman. You'd allow yourself to have sexual desire for the woman. She might be some of the best desires sexually for you. That's two different things. That is two different things. And if you want to explore kinks and fetishes, go ahead and do so. What you do behind closed doors is yours. But when you bring it out in public, then make complaints about women who look like this. And that's who you are seen with in public. That's who represents you. That's no longer a preference. That is a sexual selection. And that is a mate selection. That's a mate selection. Now, the key to all of this is this is where it crosses the line. This is where it crosses the line for me is when I say low standards and why people move up the list before others. And you say, well, what about when white men do? And what about when Mexican men do? This is where it gets bad. This is where it gets bad and why you get called out for low selection and low standard. And I'm going to pull the picture up right here. This is where you lose the argument is because many times, not all in general, where it crosses the line is there's a group of men who always act as if their achievement makes them 
valuable based on selecting from low selected and low standards. This is where it crosses the damn line. See, I get that people have fetishes. I get that people have kinks. I get that people will do things with women that they won't marry and vice versa. But when you brag about it, when you say I've been with hundreds of women, when you say you got game, when you say you a Mac, when you say you got sexual desire, when you say you out here slaying, that's when it crosses the line for me. Because we know good and damn well that majority of the people you are smashing are are oinkers, all right? And it is what it is. You want a trophy for this shit, and I can't do it. You want you want to be acknowledged as a high achiever, and I can't do it. Especially then, your life is in shambles in every other direction of the life. You're still low, low class, low economic achieving, low literacy. Okay, you're a Debbie daddy. Okay, you got kids all over the damn country. Now, we can't give you a trophy pimping. You ain't never married and made an honest woman by anybody. We can't do this. See, that's where the low standards conversation crosses the line. And then we can start ranking who is who of the lowest standard achieving men because the guys that say they're winning are winning against selecting from low standards, not just looks, but in attitude, disposition, social status, and financial status, not only for the individual that you're selecting, but yourself. Mm. But yourself, you represent low standard. That's how you get rated up and who has the lowest standards and not. That's how it works. It's because I, I know dudes, I know dudes that don't get ranked in this position as having low standards. They be smashing single mothers. They smash oinkers. Chads and Tyrone, Chads smash oinkers. And they used to call it, um, they used to call it something, I can't remember what it was, something about hogging or something like that. And they will go on dates with girls just to smash and treat them like they do the same thing, but they ain't bragging. You don't see them bragging. You don't see them in pictures. You don't see them saying it's tax season. You don't see them talk. You don't see them bragging. You're never going to see them caught dead in public with one. They'll hit. They're going to hit. But you don't see them bragging about it in general, in general, in general. There's always going to be. Yes, they do. I know. Okay, listen, in general, we, on the other hand, will be seen in dead broad daylight in public walking across the mall while her cheeks are wobbling left, 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 right, left. And I see you and you got that look of shame when I see you walking across and said, I caught you, ninja. But previously, we, you was telling me all the ass you were getting and, and, and how you a player in a Mac and you got game. That's where the line crosses with me. Okay. So when, when we say brothers typically have low standards, it's because you select based on a fetish, number one, because you have the lowest marital status going, but the highest baby, uh, baby count going and the highest early, early terminations of pregnancies. For some reason, y'all having sex. But at the same time, you ain't marrying them. So that means you don't want them. Not only is it looks, it's disposition and attitude. You complain about the bonnet queen, yet you smashing a woman when she has a bonnet on her head. You're running game. You're talking to them still. You're rewarding this type of struggle behavior. Not only that, you're selecting off the easiest women. And then you brag about it. Then you deny it. You deny it. 
The worst part of it is you're denying it, not me. I see what I see. Mm. You ain't got a lot to kick it. I can see clearly you ain't acting. You acting like I'm blind. I don't know why you think what I just do sitting here in the house all day. I've been here for 47 years on this planet. I know what's happening out here. There's not that many attractive women in the community, period, point blank. Then when you're going down to selection and what you're able to get, it is what it is. And the fact the South, the Southern part of the United States, race, regardless, has the biggest women on the planet. Then when you say, what do the black women in the South look like? You got 60, 70% of them obese. So what are we talking about here? What are we talking about? You got to be selecting from people who don't represent even the best class of people, the best behavior, the best position, disposition, the best looks. You're not. If you're out here busting out 200 women, they most of them are ugly and are low standard. Most of them. It is what it is. Now, if you are the exception to the rule, be that and it shouldn't bother you. But if you're bothered by it, that's because it's true. Not only that, we talk about high STI rates in certain areas. There's a reason for it. There's a reason for it. And the denial can't be the denial. In fact, Usher had a woman come out, allegedly say that Usher gave her the herb dirt and he settled the case. Now, the case doesn't mean he's guilty, but did you see what the woman looked like? Did you see what the woman looked like? Doesn't mean he was guilty, but I don't think he was innocent. I'm just going to assume. She looked like the grape ape. She looked like Magilla Gorilla. Okay. And you're going, this is the high standard male. Let's get into it. Let's break it down with some statistics and charts and moon stars and quasars. Somebody said, pull it up. All right. I don't want to make beef on Usher because he's in my town right now. I don't want to make beef. Okay. But that was a legal lawsuit. And I didn't hear no denial. But they ran quick and gave her a bag to shut her mouth. But that is what it is. Doesn't mean he was guilty, though. Let's start with the show. So when now that you got it, I'm not going to pick on y'all. But here's a here's a video right here. It was shared here and I might have to turn down the volume. It says when you're the third wheel. Now we can see what the third wheel looks like. But check out the number one wheel right here. Check it out. Later, this dude will be on the internet talking about not me, coach. Okay, listen, some of us have been down bad. Some of us have had low self-esteem. Some of us have had times where this was the only person close enough and it was easy. Some of us didn't have the economic situation because some men are so concerned about tricking that this is how they overcompensate for not tricking. I want the hookup and I want it free and I want it easy. So rather than trick, they will do this and they will treat themselves. When you're, third when you're the third wheel, I got to turn the volume down on this one. When you're the third wheel, no, you're the third speed bump. Okay. Look, it happens guys, but we can't brag about it. That's the big point. Cannot brag. <laughs> right. Talk about the third wheel. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Look, oh, the humanity. again, whatever your fetish is, let it be a fetish. And let's distinguish between fetish and mate selection. Our mate selection typically as darker complected men is terrible. It's trash. Okay. Our fetishes can be fetishes. Everybody's got them. Okay. White men, high achieving white men will smash black women in 10 seconds. 
They pay top dollar for them. I know this. They pay top dollar for them. Do you see them in public with them? Rare. Matter of fact, I would say it's probably more, more, um, it happens more historically in America than black men with white women. It happens, it happens more historically than black men and white women. Okay. But, but do you see them in public with them? No. <laughs> Not often. Let's continue. Now, I don't know what this sipping is about, but I'm going to put it up here. I'm going to put it up here. Also, we 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 uh, complain about 304s, but we do nothing but sleep with 304s and brag about it. And then you just try to distinguish between the 304s and the women you're being with, and they are the same women. Then you'd be like, well, you tricking on 304s. Well, you're, you're sleeping with them. What are you talking about? Well, at least I don't pay. You are paying them. All right, check out your salami. It's looking like probably a, a bowl of Rice Krispies or it looks like a Nama Joy bar. It's the same women. There's only so many of them. <laughs> Every woman you follow on the internet is a literal, literal booking 304 and then you complain about 304s. Make it make sense. Okay. Here it is. This woman right here. Check her out. It says, you can see what she is. I mean, come on. I mean, she's shaped good, but you can see what we, her disposition, who she is, is bad. Then this guy up here, I have sent you seven DMs. And it looks like a brother. It looks like a British brother standing in front of the Queen of Elizabeth. I've sent you seven DMs and you haven't applied to one. And yet there you are showing your breast to everyone. <laughs> it's Let me give you the music. Black men, even in the UK, we down bad and it's on self-esteem because you continue to look at yourself as a victim. Look, and then you continue to do shit like this on a public forum. It's sad because I wanted to take care of you and have your kids and you have my kids and your kids. So she already got kids. I wanted to take care of you and your kids. I was willing to buy you a house, but instead you chose to be a Twitter honey. Going out sad, love. Have a blessed life. Listen. You know who's going outside? This guy. This is atrocious. Right here. You think she want to settle down? She want to be in these streets, guys. In these streets. You trying to make holes in the housewives. And then you're bragging about it. All because she looks good. This is what you put up with when a woman looks good. This is low standard behavior. This is the, this is the story of Delilah. Jezebel, if you will. Let's go out to some other stuff right here. When people talk about high body counts, achieving high body counts and whatnot, what they don't understand potentially is in libido and with testosterone, achieving sex gives you a hint of several chemicals in your brain that controls your emotion. And if you're a weak-minded individual, it will make you think and believe you've succeeded. This is the danger of autoerotica, touching yourself. This is the danger of it. This is why people tell you to stay away from it. This is the danger of pleasing yourself with low-hanging fruit. This is the danger also of even tricking, okay? This is the danger of it. And if you don't have discipline, this is what happens because when you have sex or you have a, a um, what do they call it? You have a climax. Your brain thinks you've been rewarded. Your brain starts to give you dopamine. 
and in oh shit, I just closed it. But the role of dopamine in reward related behavior. See, you have sex, but have sex with a mastodon, and your your brain is thought to be um your uh, dopamine is thought to reward your brain and give you pleasure, accomplishment, maybe motivate you to do something or motivate you to do so it gives you a hint of you've succeeded, but you didn't. And then you run around here with the trophy saying you did something and you didn't. The reason why you think it's a trophy is because your rest of your life is not a trophy. You've accomplished nothing else but this, and even this is not an accomplishment. It's a tough conversation because I don't want you to not be doing what you don't want to do out here. But when you think you got a reward, it's a false reward. It's just like pleasuring yourself. False reward. It's a low achieving thing that's not really that much of an achievement, but your brain rewards you. Not only that, you come out here bragging about it. So you guys got to watch out for it because this is the natural thing that you're doing. You're tricking. When you talk about tricking, you're tricking yourself. You're tricking yourself. And this is a debated topic. And um, if, as, if in fact, sex does play a role, uh, producing this dopamine and this dopamine is actually rewarding you all right and you got serotonin and norepinephrine and epinephrine and all of this stuff okay this is why you need clarity and post-nut clarity yeah this is he says i wonder how this ties into post-nut clarity post-nut clarity is undefeated because let me just tell you as much as you're saying you're rewarding yourself out here most of the time you're saying you're pumping dumping which is a dead giveaway that you're dealing with low standard women it's a dead giveaway nobody will ever admit it it's a dead giveaway. Now, listen, I'm not trying to let y'all not have fun out here, but a dead giveaway of a guy dealing with low standard women and bragging about it is a guy that says he pump and dumps. Now, let me just say this. Let me say this. If you're pumping and dumping a woman, that means she doesn't have value. Why would you dump somebody that has that's attractive? Why would you dump somebody that actually looks good? Why don't you dump somebody that has good disposition and attitude? Why would you dump somebody that actually would benefit you? You're saying no women benefit you? This pump and dump method is basically a low standard, bad, false rewarding brain dopamine incentive behavior that you're saying you do as a means to make yourself look better, but you look dumber. This is what you look like. You look dumber pushing pump and dump. This is what you look like, pump and dumpers, okay? You're actually trying to say you're the man, but you're not. It's a basic sign of low achievement. Because why would you get rid of the woman? If they're so good and you're getting so many of these bad broads, why are you dumping them? You would never do that. Or let's just say you would rarely do that. So it tells me most of your roster is trash. And it's cool. Just call it what it is. It's cool. I know it. You don't have to lie to kick it. But it is what it is. Don't come on here then tell me you out here and you the man. And I'm tricking. Do not do that. If you're saying you're getting bitches, but all you do is dump them, that means that's representative of who you are selecting from. And it's mostly easy, low-hanging fruit. Bad standard, low standard women. Call it what it is. But don't give up. Don't come in here and tell me you're doing better than I or anyone else out here. Period. Especially, and if you're a black man in America and you ain't running the football past the goal line and you ain't dunking, 
all right, and you ain't a top-level achiever making 250, yeah, you pick it. Most of your roster is low-hanging fruit, and you ain't six foot four and chiseled out of muscle and stone. Naturally, you're at the bottom of the rung. You're the catfish of the sea. It is what it is. Let's just call it what it is and stop fronting out here. If you got time to do the numbers game, I don't care what race you are at this point. If you got time to do the numbers game, by basic numbers, if I'm in Birmingham, Alabama, and I'm running game, by basic numbers, if I approach 100 women in Birmingham, 60 or 70 of them going to be obese. How are you the man? Mm. Let me take a pause real quick. I'm going to take a drink. Atlanta, Chicago, Milwaukee, Rochester, Syracuse, Tallahassee. The numbers don't lie. If you're just outside on a regular day approaching 100, 70 of them are going to be gra- garbage. <laughs> it's going to be garbage by, by pure definition. This is why when people say run game and, and go cold approach, it's a dumb strategy because you're just approaching what's available. <laughs> That's dumb because you're only looking, you're, you're standing in the park approaching only what's available in a three mile radius. That's not going to make you successful. The whole world's open to you. If that's your solo strategy, that's going to be a busted strategy because your location is going to dictate the quality of women around you. That That's a dumb strategy. It can be a part of a strategy, but you got to open it up to other things. You can't just say no internet, only cold approach. If you're in Oakland, California, if you're in Oakland, <laughs> if you're in Oakland, Vallejo, Richmond, my colors went bad on this one. Wait a minute. Why is my color bad? Because I got this cap on? Yep, it's the cap. If you're in Oakland, Vallejo, East Bay, Sacramento, and whatnot, telling me you getting hoes, <laughs> I've been to these areas. I see what's walking around Vallejo. Pimping. Richmond. I know, bro. I, I Shout out to the Las Vegas A's. I know what you pulling. <laughs> Pimping, player. If you're only picking from that area. <laughs> anyway. Shout out to the Las Vegas A's. We pulled another Oakland one. <laughs> All right, but look, it is what it is. Let's give you another article just as a frame of reference here. A frame of reference. Here it is. Racial variations in sex steroid hormone con- con- concentration. All right, so this article basically is to say who has the highest sex drive, I suppose. All right, and they attribute it to black men and white men. Black men and white men, they're talking about there's a racial component compared to the sex steroid hormone that probably produces the most testosterone, the highest sex drive, and so forth and so on. With that being said, this also talks about culture can play a role in what men are wanting to do in society. If you have a higher concentration of it, then you want to go out there and do it more. That's what it is. As a result, guess what happens? Guess what could happen? 
as a theory. We're just making this a theory. As a result of a higher sex drive, you might be willing to have sex with low standard women. All right. That's what you're going to do. That's what it's going to do. All right, so you'll put up with more bullshit just to go get a nut. You might, even if you're talking about the white guys with it, they'll go and spend some money and trick. They be at the strip club heavy, going to the champagne room, throwing dollars around like John Morant. But they come back outside. I don't hear them bragging about it, mostly. But they be out there hiring pros, pulling up, getting figure roll of 50s. They be at the junior college. They be paying college girls tuitions and so forth and so on. Yes, they do. Don't think they ain't doing it. They're doing it to a high level. Tricking is an Olympic sport to them. And they will do it and they won't even bat an eye. <laughs> right? All right. It is what it is. Call it what it is. And that's what they do. Okay, other people might not engage in this behavior. Let's talk about other races and take it off the brothers here. Let's talk about Asians here. Asians here when it comes to women. Because we're going to then compare it to the women. It might be said that our culture, black women, have been fetishized. I have articles related to that. They have been hypersexualized by culture, potentially um, put stereotypes against them for being sexual, and then you have Lizzo and Megan Thee Stallion living it out for you guys right in front of the world, twerking anytime they can, and then when people complain about it, they don't realize that they're living up to the stereotype, and then they're also um, also just using these people as pleasure tools for their fetish. But Asian women in particular are said to have a lower sex drive, lower hy hypersexuality, lack of interest, and sex by women ranges from, in South Korea, 70% to Malaysia, 42%. In China, the rate of lack of interest in sex by women is 21%. Inability to achieve orgasm in women ranges from 4% in Singapore to 56% in the Philippines. China's reported rate of 25%. Lubrication difficulties range from as low as 14% in Indonesia and in Singapore to as high as 50%. And the Philippines, China reported a rate of 25. At least one dysfunction in men was present in men for 22% in Singapore to 65% in the Philippines. Now, for some reason in China, they be having a lot of babies reported. Okay. Now, this is a trend. This is all measured. And this might also lead to why the men on the other side might simp, might pay might also not be hypersexual on the other side. Their women aren't hypersexual. So let's just talk about this. We put the onus on the men in your low selection. But you also have to say the women are living up to the, um, they're living up to the stereotype of hypersexuality. And that's how you have a two meeting of the minds. They have this rose flower thing that women are using, sex tools. White women use these things. And then they're, actually eroding their pleasure zones and erotic zones by auto-stimulating themselves. And then when the man comes in with his regular equipment, he can't achieve satisfaction for the woman. Okay? But you also have this 
if your women is as hypersexual and or stereotypically hypersexual as you, guess what's going to happen? Low-hanging fruit, banging low-hanging fruit. Yeah, you know, you got to calculate it. It's both people contributing to this. So women can't complain about men only want one thing when you have the sex drive of a monster and you cannot hold it back before you get married. What is the percentage of people who carry before they marry? Significantly high. So you can put all the blame on the men if you want, but if you are one of these women walking around Walmart with three shades of kids in a grocery cart, and you're walking around wider than the aisle and complaining that men only want one thing, well, you got to do the math. Look at your grocery cart. You got three kids by three different baby daddies. Something had to happen there. Somebody hit that. I walk into Walmart, and I say, who hit that? Who's responsible for tagging that? And she has three men proof, social proof, that three men tagged that ass. Three men at least busted up in it raw, and that's just the ones that caught her pregnant. So she has social proof of her sexual desire. And many times they will keep babies to actually have social proof of said sexual desire. So she can say, look, somebody created all these children. Somebody need to be held accountable and somebody need to pay. She can't. There's no denial that men don't want her because she's walking around with several men's specimens. In the form of babies. That lifts up inadvertently, inadvertently lifts up her sexual desire. If she don't have any babies, you would be like, nobody hitting that. But to make it believable, she keeps the babies. All right, let's continue. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, I'm hitting y'all over the head today. Here it is right here. Here it is right here. Ladies, sisters, you can actually try to figure this out. Studies suggest black women are more sexually objectified than white women. This is an actual article that I found. This is an actual article that I found. Now, who believes this? Who believes this? I think this is absolutely wrong in many cases, but per capita, it could be right. Who is objectifying themselves versus who is being objectified? Did you see the video I just played? What? I mean, I, I have a problem with believing this, but when we look at who's doing what, you know, white women certainly do sexually objectify themselves and they have no problems doing it. Many times I hear them complaining about it as well. Sometimes they play it, take advantage of it by doing what black women cannot do, and that is plausible deniability. The benefit that the, one, the white, white women tend to have is that they can act innocent because they're, they're kind of childlike. They're neotenous. Some of the best benefits of their sexual desire is their neotenous, is their somewhat aloofness. Oh, I didn't realize you like this. Oops. That's how they flirt. That's how they get past it. And I had no intentions of being objectified. That's kind of how they do it. I just wore this and I didn't get it. Black women cannot pull that off. There's no plausible deniability. Everybody assumes that she knows what she's doing. In fact, she's always saying how smart and intelligent she is, so she cannot then use plausible deniability. I didn't realize this private meeting was going to lead to sex. They can't do it because they're smart and intelligent. 
So they're known to do this, and it's always seen with intent. Can't get away with denying it. But a white woman can. I didn't realize that, and I was just some little red riding hood. So this could lead to more sexual objectification. Could lead to more sexual objectification, and could lead to more, which is undeniable. It's the leader in early terminations of pregnancy. We're talking about also the leader in uh, carrying before marrying, the leader of out-of-wedlock births. So something's happening. What is happening? We're also saying this is not the standard of beauty in America, but somehow they keep ending up impregnated. We're also saying this is the highest obese culture, but they keep ending up impregnated. We need answers. We need answers here. How are you not the uh, standard of beauty, but the most producing babies out here out of wedlock? What are we doing? We need answers. Who's, who's, Who's responsible for this? Wait. Oh, that's nasty. It is all Jermaine's fault. We're also saying that we're also saying they're not the standard of beauty, but the most sexually objectified. Some the math ain't mathing. <laughs> I don't I don't get the math here, but this also probably stems from low low standards in men. The old I'll hit anything. Did I skip a super chat? I did skip a super chat because I'm just now remembering I wanted to say it. All right, because I had a video lined up. So let me see if I can find it. It must have came on before I hit the thing here. Okay, I did. I reset the screen. I just remembered there was a super chat that said he was delivered. Um, but it's not showing on my stream here. So uh, shout out to you. I did miss it. It must have came through before I hit it. Anyway, before I hit it, pause. Here's another one. Let's talk about East Indian men. East Indian men have been said that be bigger simps than even men here in America, particularly black men. And so I looked it up. You know, everything I'll do, I will at least try to look it up. I only have so many times. I only have so much time. I don't have an assistant. I don't have time to go through eight different articles. I'm just kind of just looking it up briefly. So I'll present it. And if I present it and it doesn't reflect the honest truth or I don't present the other side, please understand, I don't have that much time okay i'm trying to give you a lot of information in one stream but let's just talk about this i talked about this yesterday that eastern indian men also have a reputation of simping i don't see the reputation specifically on low-hanging fruit but there are some people who have been to thailand i've haven't been that said they see eastern indian men over there simping to a great length because they just don't know how to have a conversation right and I kind of attribute it to possibly, possibly in their culture, which is changing. They highly dealt on not talking to women. Even the women that they married might have come from an arranged marriage or a socially constructed marriage where they didn't even have to talk to the woman even that they, they, that they married. So their culture doesn't stem highly on talking to women and using that as a level of achievement. Where our culture... Just talking to a woman is seen as brave and a high-achieving thing, which in some cases it is. Some cases you're rewarding yourself for doing nothing. But in some cases, yes, it takes guts, fortitude, testicular fortitude to have a conversation with a woman. And not only that, actually get her to, uh, to keep her attention. Absolutely. It is a thing. And, do, and there are dating coaches that make a lot of money. 
but they're talking about the real reason why East Indian men suck at dating. Pause. Now, this article's long as hell. All right, it's long as hell. I ain't about to read all of that. But they're talking about the conversations of them being friend-zoned, them being too nice, them being the submissive one in the relationship rather than the woman being the submissive. Okay, they tend to come across submissively, less testosterone, less masculine, and so forth and so on. Okay, but there's an interesting article about it. And those are things that I've talked about as well. Okay. Now, even in Asia, there's a there's a principle that that they also, I'm sorry, they also come from a caste system that makes it so darker men are less than. Okay. And they tend to shade on the darker side. They tend to shade on the darker side. So even if they are close to Asia and they go over, they still are kind of on the same plane as black men. And let's just get it straight. So get us right. There's a class in the caste system and an order that goes, and it is what it is. Can men usurp that? Yes, with status, a good disposition, knowing how to carry himself, confidence, money. Yes, if you're a darker guy, you can jump right up and get and, and move right past it with one of those or a combination of those. But in general, the rule still applies. You're the exception to the rule. You didn't disprove the rule. You are an exception to the rule. The rule still applies. Sometimes as a darker male in many areas, you are less than. It's harder for you. Okay? I don't want to hear, it ain't harder for me. Yeah, you're the exception to the rule. <laughs> it is what it is. You have a combination of something else that's working for you, and that's fine. Sometimes that combination, another man can't achieve. Can we just state that? Whatever your combination that works for you, another man cannot have. For instance, be tall and rich. That would be a combination that you got and you had and worked for you and made you the exception, but the other man can't get it. He can't get that combo. You dunk a basketball and you have an NBA jersey with your name on the back and rich, but you dumb it in a box of rocks. And you can sexually pleasure women. That's a great combination. Most people can't have that. <laughs> so no matter what, your exception proves that these things, combinations, can make you jump out of the norm, the generalization. And it's okay. Nobody needs to complain about it, but it is what it is. While we can't complain about it, you can't brag about it and say, I'm the exception because. It is just what it is. So in this, I'm going to put up a poll. I'm going to put up a poll. <laughs> I'm going to put up a poll, and we're going to vote. I'm going to take down and stop the first poll, the first poll, and I'll tell you the results. And ladies, you can chime in too. And if you, ladies, if you want me to do a stream on you, we can. But you guys are going to vote on who you believe, and you can use America or the globe. What men represent the men who have the highest standard? We're going to do the highest standards of mate selection. Not sex, but if you want to include sex in there, because those are two different things. We're going to say who has the highest to the lowest so that we don't have a poll that represents some sort of racism here. But does dating low-quality women have a negative effect on men's self-esteem? 88% said yes. 90% said no. 
that was on the Notorious channel and on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel looks like it was similar. Is damn, dead on the head. Dead on the head. I know that math ain't mathing. 87% yes and 13% no. I'm going to just tell you from my experience as a man, and we've all been down bad, I believe the more low-hanging, low-standard women you're with, it does affect your self-esteem. It does. Absolutely. Because after a while, I mean, even your expectations for the woman will be uh, completely low. And some of your part of your self-esteem, and some guys will be like, well, what, what am I supposed to do? Okay. That is where you talk about sexual transmutation, if you believe in it. What Napoleon Hill described as, instead of using that dopamine, that what you think of success and wasting it, wasting that energy, why don't you take that energy and apply it somewhere else and see if you can actually be successful in another area of life. Therefore, then when you come back, your standard of women are going to be different. It's going to be different. Any man will tell you as they rise up the ladder corporate, as they rise up the economic ladder, they will be less likely to be seen dead in public with a woman who they previously would have been with before they became successful. Look at the suburbs. Look at the rich communities, the wealthy communities. They ain't never going to be dead, caught dead in general with the majority of the women in that group. Out of shape, bad disposition, attitude, wearing bonnets, mammy two-shoe. They ain't going to be caught dead even if it means that's the last piece of ass they get. So you take that energy, become better. Once you become better, you'll be less likely to deal with low standard women. Less likely, not 100%. You'll be less likely because you have the onus of improve. You have the onus of living up to your standard. It's called standard of living. Standard, standard of living. How do you live? That doesn't just include what your house looks like in your car. It looks like who represents you. How you dress, how you appear, what do you do when you appear? Your standard of living changes. So instead of rewarding yourself with low standard and walking around here like you're the man, why don't you go and get somebody that has standards by first making standards for yourself? Somebody said Jeff Bezos. What is that supposed to be a some sort of disagreement? <laughs> is that supposed to be some sort of disagreement? That's the exception you're throwing out, Jeff Bezos. That's the that's the exception to the rule you're throwing out, Jeff Bezos. First and foremost, his former wife was with him before. I, I'm, I'm assuming. I'm, I'm. Is that a disagreement? His former wife was with him when they. Before they started the business, in fact, it is said that his wife started the business with a little bit of resources from her family. That's why she left with a bag, first of all. So he didn't get her when he was a billionaire. He was dead ass broke working in his garage. That's number one. Number two, she ain't fat. Number three, he's a highly exception to the rule. You can just throw his ass out. Number the next thing, the woman he's with is older before older woman, she damn hot. She way better than any woman in her age group, almost all of them. <laughs> Talk about Jeff Bezos. 
And I'm sure he'd be on the junior college too, but he don't have no proof of that. We don't have no proof. But if you look at Lauren Sanchez and line her up with women in her age, she better than all them, all of them. <laughs> and Lauren Sanchez is allegedly an apex predator. My man said Jeff Bezos. So look, let's just line up and say, where do men stand economically? All right. Okay. All men are rich. I'm sorry. All men are poor. All men are completely poor. You're poor. Your exception is going to be, well, Jeff Bezos ain't poor. That's what I heard. <laughs> all men are dead broke, deadbeats. Okay, all white men over 50 are broke. And you're going to say, well, Jeff Bezos ain't. All right. <laughs> Somebody says she old, though. There we go. She old. So, yeah, let's look, look, let's flush it down the toilet. We're going to compare ourselves to Jeff Bezos. That's the exception. See, the exception to the rule argument, it never works. It proves the rule, if anything. It proves the rule, if anything. Oh, well, if Jeff Bezos got an old, dusty-ass broad. <laughs> well, whatever coach says, don't line up. It don't line up. Jeff Bezos got a 50-year-old manufacturer broad. It don't matter now. Coach, you're wrong. Jeff Bezos. <laughs> okay. And there's some men that prioritize that. There's some men, I'm sure. Oh, by the way, Jeff Bezos also at one point up until last year was the chairman of the board of Amazon. I'm going to tell you right now, and I have proof of this, Jeff Bezos could not walk in there with a 19, 20, 21-year-old woman being the chairman of the board. They probably run his ass pure, flat out of town, and it will probably be a hostile takeover of his company. There was a great article that I was going to feature and never did of that happening to a very wealthy man. A very wealthy man was doing something. He had, I think he was in Bahamas. And he was an older white guy. He had a 24-year-old girlfriend. He brought her to the Bahamas to do it. It was one of the islands to do a business deal. And the fact that he was dating her, he lost the deal. He lost the deal. They were like, nah, man, what is this shit? He lost the deal. So Jeff Bezos, he ain't stupid enough to be running around with a junior college girlfriend when he's chairman of the board. He ain't that dumb. He know that'll blow his shit smooth to smithereens. Okay. Now, I bet you he got some junior college girls. Yep, not in public. I bet you he got some, though. And they probably be on the plane. Never mind. I ain't going to say that about Jeff Bezos. But, yeah, somebody said call Epstein. I bet you there's an island where people go to go get them some. People are uh, people pay people's public wives. One thing about the suburbs, people's public wives are based on public perception. People get married in corporations to look like they're stable. People have a public wife 
that they might not even like sexually desire and that wife is sexually dissatisfied and that guy goes to the strip club and bangs who he likes and vice versa. But that's mate selection. Yeah, they have their babies. They have their 2.3 kids and so forth and so on. But he won't be caught dead in public in broad daylight with a mastodon. He'd never do it. <laughs> Some of these wives are wise by disguise. But you guys are having babies by low-hanging fruit. You're having babies. See, that's the difference. You're knocking them up, having babies, sending them to school, getting caught broad daylight, red-handed. And what does that do? You might say, well, I like, I, at least I'm with somebody real. No, you're not. You're actually making and dumbing down not only your family and your lineage and your legacy, but your entire community. Mm. You're making your community dumber and less, less able to be better people. And these people are saying, we're going to procreate on the business deal, Hillary Clinton style and Bill Clinton. We're going to produce good, valuable offspring and I'm going to have sex with who I want to at the strip club in the champagne room. <laughs> but yeah, you just mating with dumb and dumber. Stupider and stupider, broker and broker, poorer and poorer. And then you try to pass it off as you like this person by preference when it's just a fetish. Separate fetish from preference. And separate preference from mate selection. Those are two those are three different things. I can have a fetish that doesn't line up with my preference. My public preference could be different than who I would marry. My married preference would probably be a plain average girl. That probably would be the best. But my preference preference probably would look like completely different versus my fetish chick. <laughs> but you guys are procreating with your fetishes. I think that's foolish. And then running around here complaining about said women that you procreated with and you brag about. Talk about their attitude. And then want to get on the airplane and go to the very spot where people, you want to get on an airplane. And when you touch down, you get the same women over there that you could have got right here in Chino Hills, California. Anybody notice that? Same women in Glendale, same women in Burbank, same women over there in Garden Grove, same women in Westminster. You done went all the way across the seven seas. <laughs> and I'm like, you could have saved tons of dough by just going to Westminster, getting you a massage. And then what do you do? You elevate the status and the hope for those very same women over there that nobody was checking for. Nobody was checking for them. They was at the bottom of the barrel. They were lost. Their whole species, their whole like was about to be wiped off the planet until you got over there. <laughs> until you got over there. Their species would have been bred out of society, but then you showed up. Anyway, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Shout out to Macaroni Tony. He says, you might be onto something with the hurt trying to pander. He said he's a member of Divine Nine, but he didn't pledge during his time in college 
He pledged while in the NFL before his big contract. Bread crumbs adding up. He says, also, did you know the NFL is a nonprofit organization? Really? What? I didn't know that. And you got to explain what the divine nine is. I'm not clued in what, what that is. What's the divine nine? Is that some NWO shit? What is that? <laughs> oh, it's a black fraternity. It's black Greek. Oh, okay. Let me just say this right here. New, 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 new world order. All right. Oh, it's all the Greeks. It's all the Greeks combined. It's all the Greeks combined. It's all the black Greek combined. Okay. All right. Black Greeks, by the way. <laughs> just playing. Mm. Um, black fraternities. Let's just call them fraternities. Hey, um, I heard a different. I'm not going to talk about it, but an interesting conversation about black Greeks. Somebody was talking about um, what did they call it when you racially take something? They always blame Kim Kardashian for it. Racial. I can't remember what they call it, but then they try to throw it on the black Greek fraternities. I was like, yo. Never seen the black Greek, but uh, um, let me stop. Uh, yeah, cultural appropriation. That's what they call it. Cultural appropriation. <laughs> And they were like, well, what about when the blacks use the cultural Greeks? I was like, man, y'all be arguing over crazy shit. Like, how did I get into the conversation? Like, how that how that get into the conversation? Like, who thought blacks appropriate culture too? What about the Greek fraternities? I was like, oh, I guess Giannis, Giannis is a black Greek. <laughs> All right. Giannis is a black Greek. Yeah, he is. He's the Greek freak. So shout out to Giannis and all of his brothers, too. But he wasn't born there, though. He wasn't born there. He's a he's an African. Giannis is an African, ain't he? Ain't he an African? What what African country he came from? Like his parents are from some somewhere other than Greek. He was born in Greece. But where's his parents from? Oh, now I got two different answers. Now y'all messing with me. Hit the like button as y'all get out of here. He's Nigerian. His family is from Nigeria. He's a brother. Shout out to you, brother. I knew you were an African. I knew you were a Nigerian. He looked like a Nigerian. He from Wakanda. So is he Greek or Nigerian? Uh-oh. I think his nationality is Greek. His race is certainly his ethnicity is certainly not Greek. His culture may be Greek. His nationality. By the way, nationality means everything. People make race. Race is only a certain group of people. But it doesn't tell the story. Nationality tells everything. So nationality-wise, and culturally, he's Greek. He is. He was born in Greece. He's nationally Greek. But his ethnicity and his race is certain his ethnicity is is Nigerian, I suppose, and then his culture is his his race is Negroid. <laughs> he a Nigerian, all right. I knew he was swindling me. I knew you swindled us, Giannis. You were swindling me, man. You try to run a trick on me, but anyway, he's the Greek freak. Shout out to Garrett says was at a bar Friday talking to a five. Her forty five year old white boyfriend was there. She introduced me to her gordita, her gordita girlfriend, who was what? Five foot two, 270 pounds, whose boyfriend, a black dude, worked security at the bar, ran over and tongued her down, marking his territory. I was disgusted and skedaddled. Yeah, brothers. 
I mean, brothers just like them wide. We just like booty. As long as the booty is wide, brothers are all in. Like, that's the whole she thick, coach, but she thick. So, like, you could have a girl that's in shape, and she shape the back of her back look like an ironing board. And that woman will completely be dismissed as a possible mate. Mm. I mean, dismissed. It could be a black woman. It could be a black woman. She'd be skinny and have chicken cutlets on the back of her hamstrings. And the dude would be like, no, no. But she can have a booty do. Her belly can stick out more than her booty do. But her booty is wide, wide. Not big, not even a bubble. But it could just be wide. And that's a thumbs up. That, that right there for black. Thumbs up. She just got a wide hips. <laughs> like, whoa. And they'd be like, but look, but look. I'd be like, no, that's not a butt. That's just she got wide hips. Her hips flare out so that when she touches her toes, her butt. <laughs> but if she got flat booty, she automatically disqualified. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, what? Wait a minute. Yep. She could have saddlebags, which is just basically fat on hips. Fat on hips like like this. Like her she has flat booty on the back, but her hips are wide. It's a dub. It's a W. <laughs> yep. But then everything else is low grade. Her behavior, she got a vape pen in her hand 24/7. Tattoos all over her. She got a tattoo of another man name on the back of her tailbone. She broke, busted, disgusted. She know how to roll a good weed joint. She got two baby daddies. And brothers will be like, yeah, but she thick though. Like, that's what we're talking about. I am not mad that you teenagers don't find me hot. I understand that this is not the desirable body type in your age group. But in my age group, I'm decent. And in your dad's age group, I'm a fucking 10, baby. Now, we can pretty much agree by just using that video that her attitude is despicable. All right. I would not deem to think she's top of the food chain in terms of demeanor and attitude, but she's doable. She would be fetish use only. I don't know her personally, though. And we know there's been a lot of... Bro now, that... Bro and we have already looked up with who her boyfriend is, and it matches, right? We already know who her boyfriend is. But with that being said, we should also know that there's a long line of them brothers in her past. Long. Shout out to Daylay says, Brother Coach, he says, uh, oh, I already got you already, so I'm going to go to the next one. They call that a certain name, whether you, you know, the name is despicable. It somewhat comes from racism as well, so I don't tend to use it as much, but the, the term mudshark comes to mind because, anyway. He says, uh, Daylay says, uh, Brother Coach, a lot of XXs are dumb when it comes to choosing men, but are very smart. When it comes to manipulation, the reason why even in-shape girls are trying to convince men to date below average girls is to make the average girl to reach above average status socially. 
So that means that the typical average woman is more likely to get a guy with wealth and status more easily. This is also why, oh, you're bringing it up. This is why fat shaming is banned in the female world. This is why black men start promoting passport bros, black women and fat white women were shaming them. Yes, this is true. This is true. So we know about the, what do they call it? You call it fat shaming, but the fat acceptance movement. Is it called fat acceptance? It's called something like that. Where what we found out ultimately was what he's saying. Those women were not trying to be accepted by men that they can get. They were trying to compete with higher tier men. So they were like, you should accept us. And then there's guys that were low to below average men that says, we do accept you, queen. We love you. And you'll kiss her fat rolls and all that stuff. And they're like, nah, we don't want you. We want to be able to compete with the, t- with the skinny bitches. We want to be able to s- compete with the high attractive women. We want to change the beauty standards, not to get men like them, to get men above at the higher, higher tier. That's what it was about. Body positivity. That's what it was. Body positivity. So we saw this play out. We see it play out with memes where the woman will be very much big. She'll be reflected in a cartoon as 250 pounds. But the man she's with, who she claims loves her for all her curves, he's chiseled in stone. He's muscle. He has low body fat. He got big dreadnoughts, a full head of hair, or his hair lined up like Jalen Hurts. He got money. I'm like, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Lizzo did this by trying to go to Captain America and shooting her shot. And it's like, Lizzo, why don't you go get one of these guys? It ain't enough. She's, you know what I mean? It ain't enough. So like he's saying, that part of manipulation is a group manipulation, and they're all doing it, right? Where they say, yeah, she's a queen. Remember, I showed you the one video, and the woman, the young girl was like, the uh, the young girl was on a video call with the man, and the man showed a picture of a fat guy and said, rate the fat guy. She said, a negative five, (laughs) right? Then they showed a picture of a attractive woman and she was like an eight. Then they showed a fat woman and I think it was a fat black woman. She said a 10. She said a 10. Now, she just rated a attractive woman, a beauty standard woman as an eight. And she rated a fat guy as a negative five. Then he challenged her. He was like, wait a minute. Look at her. This and that. And she was like, it doesn't matter. She's a queen. She's beautiful. Look at her. And the guy was like, yeah, but she's this. And she stood on her rock. And then she said, he went back. Wait, you said this man was a negative five. Why? And then it was, they were stuck. Oh. Because they were stuck in their own trap. She could not say he's a negative five because he's fat. But you just said you gave a pass to the woman who was a 10 and she was fat. And you said, it don't matter. She's a queen. See, that's all constructive manipulation socially to achieve the competition of getting the higher tier men and weeding out the weeks. It's evolution right in front of your face. (laughs) Right? So you're like, wow, how do you do that? But that's when you figure out it's manipulation. It's manipulating the system. And the way to do it is to quiet and silence the ones who bring the truth, who want to stay on this traditional scale. That's why Kevin Samuels was silenced. He was bringing the truth and say, let's stick to the scale. Literally, one of the first things he asked was dress size and potentially weight. And he said, traditionally, this is how we weeded out 
the bad characters, the low standard, the low hanging fruit. One of the first questions was, let's get down to it. What's your dress size? And then the argument was supposed to be over. The argument at that point, and then he'd be looking in the camera with them glasses over his, where's my glasses? Shout out to Kevin Samuels. Kevin to be like this. Remember that meme he doing his nails? Age and dress size, ma'am. And he doing his nails? And a lot of woman talking, he looking like this? <laughs> rest in peace to our brother. All right, rest in peace to our brother. It was supposed to end the conversation and bring a sense of reality. But they didn't want to deal with it. They still was but, 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 but. And he said, well, you average at best. Set the world on fire. Why? Because he went, let's stop the tomfoolery, bring it back to reality. And they couldn't deal with it. They couldn't deal with it. That's how that's how bad the manipulation is. And they was like, we need to silence this dude right here. We need to new, new, nah. new, new world order. Too much. <laughs> we ain't gonna deal with this bullshit. Deadly Ellie says objectification or objectified equals objectified without pay. Empowerment is objectified with pay. That's when you have to know what it is. That's exactly the truth. Exactly the truth. All right, objectification is simply is they're not getting rewarded or paid for it. Once they're empowered, they're getting paid for said objectify, and so they will make an excuse about it. Well, you know, I got to pay bills. I got to do what I got to do, and it's my body. It's, <laughs> right? Das Token says, I know a 6'1 guy who, uh, who's with an old, overweight, sloppy white woman. He found himself disrespecting me at, I'm sorry, he found himself disrespecting me at five foot six out of nowhere, low self-esteem. So, yeah, so, you know, even he wasn't able to use that to his advantage. And any guy will tell you, even tall guys out here, uh, if you're a short king, shout out to all the short kings, tall guys ain't exactly winning out here. They ain't exactly, now they're winning because they get easy at bats, but their easy at bats are average women, knock knee, cock eyed, buck tooth, um, pigeon toed, bow legged women. That's who they're getting easy ups on. That's who they give easy ups on. So, yes, that does hurt us in the central marketplace because we go, hey, wait a minute. But it hurts also those women as well. They don't win. They don't win that guy over. Now, if his, his self-esteem is super low, they'll win. And he'll validate them. And you'll be have a tough time following that act. Yeah, it's not going to work. But by definition of the 80-20 rule, and guys, stop lying. By definition of 80-20, if you're believing that there's an 80-20 rule, you're acknowledging that even the top-tier men are banging at least the women who rank three and above. You're acknowledging that. Then you want to come here and deny it. Nah, we're not doing, you can't have it both ways. Otherwise, you would have to say that top-tier men want nothing to do with a woman under five, and that certainly isn't true. They're, they're taking those two. They super greedy, and they'll bang them out as well. And this is the truth generally. But people trying to have it both ways all the time. <laughs> nah, bro. I, I We can't do this. We can't do this. I'm going to call it out.
And we know this for a fact. And if you're one of these guys, you know for a fact that that's happening. All right. We, we don't have to lie because, you know, people be, think I ain't been around for a minute. Um, and this guy's going to explain it. I'm going to let this guy explain it. He's using the B word, which I'm not a big fan of, but uh, I'm going to let him explain it as to why a top tier muscular six foot four guy will bang out low hanging fruit. And the reason is around his self-esteem and his insecurity. Let's go ahead and uh, let him say it right here because they think he can. She'll never cheat on him. Okay, here we go. How to settle for a bitch. Guys, if you're fine enough, you're going to find out that bitches who are fine and bitches who ain't fine, they act completely different. Everybody want a bad bitch till they get one. And then you're going to find out that these bitches are high maintenance, they hard-headed, and they act like goddamn kids. Get you a woman who know how to treat a man. These going to be your fat bitches and your ugly bitches. All right. So I'm going to stop right there. Uh, <laughs> this is definitely... This is definitely how men think. And uh, he's using humor. But this is how men think because they because they because all attractive women come with work. I don't care if you're Chad Tyrone. I don't care if you six foot six or five foot six. They are high maintenance. Most of the time it ain't worth it. Right. Most of the time it's out of delusion. They're getting it's a, it, you got to be very secure to deal with very attractive women. Right. So inherently inherently you can actually keep them and work on them if you're a higher status male you might be able to buy one out which is what a lot of rich men do and keep them kept and keep them in the house and uh or or what you could do is go down the rung for a woman who's happy to be with you you go right down the ladder right you'd be like all right i'll go with a fat ugly cock eye buck tooth knock knee pigeon toe bow legged all right soggy and i'll be safe there but we know that's not true you're not going to be safe there it's not a safe zone it's not a splash zone shamu will still splash you brothers ladies if you don't think this is true ladies i'm gonna i'm gonna uh, the ladies for the ladies because i know you're listening to me i'm gonna show you how this is true ladies have you ever done this have you ever gone for a guy that exactly wasn't what you wanted and you thought i'll give him a chance and you said, I'll give CGA a chance. I'll go with a short king. Now, what happened? The short king had extreme confidence. You thought you was getting somebody without confidence, but that short king, you actually picked because you was like, he's short, but he has confidence. Then guess what happened? You got cheated on by the short guy that you thought were given a chance that you thought he would just be with you and not do nothing. And then short king went and clapped some more cheats. And you're like, what? It pisses you off more. It pisses you off more that that guy did something because you thought picking him would actually make him think, oh, at least I got her, so I don't need nothing else. And he cheated on you, and you really pissed now. You madder than a wet hornet. Okay? You really pissed. you like, wait a minute. I know you ain't had no lurk. Now you're ready to slash his tires and throw bricks to the window. Now, that's the same thing that happens to men. Men go, okay, I won't go for the upper-tier woman. It's too much work, high maintenance. And then you get a fat girl a chance. And then you think she ain't going to cheat on me. And she does. Because she got way more options than you. Even you. Yes. She cheats on you too. <laughs> and you thought it was a safe zone. You thought I'll go to the fat, ugly girls. And guess what? Nope. <laughs> now you mad. Now you got a podcast. Now you got... <laughs> 
Yep. Now you're like, oh, hold up. You cheated on me. Yeah. What the hell? Right. There's no safe zone. So don't think just climbing down the ladder because you got low self-esteem and you're just going to go to the fat, ugly chicks and it's going to be your safe zone. Nah, Shamu Splash is there too. You ever been to SeaWorld? <laughs> Shamu splashes you too. All right. You up there like he ain't going to get me up here. Splash. <laughs> All right. We do have super chats. Let's get this show closed up. Stony, my, uh, sorry. Rational, right? Wait, 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 wait. Let me go back up. Did I get Mike Love? He says, not me, coach. My word game is on point, Sean. I rolled up to the target manager, smooth light. He says, can you show me, uh, can you show me the towel section? And it's three for me Thursday today at Chili. Shout out to me. I messed that part up. All right. Messed that part up. Where are we at? Rational Rationality says, took out an Iranian Mastodon. Hello. <laughs> Wanted me to bust that Gaza Strip. Shout out to you, Stony Montana. My dad used to always tell me to never date a woman with a larger butt than you. Always go for the flatbacks. He and he he was called a sellout for Asian and a Latino preference. And I think you're a brother, so he liked Asian and Latino preferences. And so he says, never date a woman with a larger butt than yours. Wow. Yeah, some brothers, typical brothers, don't follow that. At all. You know, they want meat on the bone, and that's a preference. All right, but uh, shout out to my man, Gaspar De Silva says, Coach, I'm ninja watching you. I've been ninja watching you since the late 2019. You are undefeated in this ish. Your message only gets better. Keep holding the line. Free agent lifestyle for life. All right. DB says, Coach, always hating on us tall bros. Shout out to the tall bros. I'm not hating. I kind of want to build up the self-esteem of the short kings, but Many tall men will tell you um, they don't they do have an advantage. They can get their foot in the door with the average chick for sure, but they not hitting the home runs with the fine girls. The fine girls are all monetized. Now, that does help them. It does give them a significant advantage. We cannot deny that. But I know tall dudes that struggle, especially tall dudes that ain't got shit else but being tall. Now, it does help still. It does help still. A girl will give the dude at least a chance. She'll be like, I hope. And he ain't got no game. He dry. He stutters. He got crust in the side of his corner of his mouth. He broke. He, 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 his feet big, like he, you know, stinking ass feet. Like he played basketball all day. He broke. He ain't got no, he can't lay the pipe. A woman will still be like, I'll keep giving him a chance. Ah, at least he's tall. <laughs> Right, she he can still get he still gets to you know mess up, but at the end of it, I seen tall dudes talk themselves right out of a big piece of ass. All right, the the girl the girl came up, she's five foot two, batting her eyes. He's standing there, dumber than a box of rocks. No game, no conversation, no nothing, and she. Went drier than the Sahara Desert right on the spot. Walked away disappointed like a mother sucker. She walked away. Damn. <laughs> like, wow. Talked himself right out of the peace leave. She was ready to go grab them ankles in the bathroom. Ben Roethlisberger style. And, and he talked himself smooth out of it. <laughs> she was disappointed. She like, what the hell? Nothing pisses off a woman. Then a tall, dark, and handsome with no riz, no game, 
goofy, stuttering ass ninja. You got it locked, stock, and barrel. And you walked out, talked right out of the peace league. And then here I come, roll up <laughs> and pick up the pieces of her heart. Short Kings will catch a woman down bad in a minute. Catch them down bad ass women, man. Catch them down bad. You got to catch them down bad when you, you know, when you like me. Catch their ass down bad. This is what women do. They catch you down bad. Your best advantage is catch their ass down bad. See them when the man of their dreams, where they was just going to bend over and touch their toes, and it just didn't work out, and then you pick up the pieces and shit. you like, come here, I'll take you over. And she'll like, all right. <laughs> you go. You beat the brakes off of it. She cuddling with you. She was like, you know, she playing with your chest taco meat. Like, you know, I normally don't. I normally don't mess with men like you. Well, you here now. <laughs> you here now, I see. I don't care what you normally do. Well, if you normally do it, why you ain't there right now? You cuddle up with me. <laughs> Catch them down bad, man. Make them all question their whole life. Make them talk to their friends. I don't know why I'm with him. He's short, old, ugly, got a great beard. He balding. <laughs> Put it on their ass. Anyway, man, look. Shout out to the coach gang, man. Look, don't friends on them either, man. Just catch them down bad. Get you one. Anyway, look. Shout out to everybody. I think I got everybody on the cash apps. Be safe. We'll be back tonight. And we'll be definitely back Friday if you miss tonight. And I'm thinking maybe Friday evening. I got something in the works, but uh, we're thinking maybe doing a, a show here. We're thinking maybe you're doing a show that is a little different than we normally do here. So now look out for that. Yeah, we got everybody. Shout out to the Coach Gang. Hit the like button on the way out. Peace. <laughs> Te quiero porque quiero que me quieras Porque como tú no hay nadie más que me quiera Tranquilo, tranquilo